Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, Murph and Fred back together again uh, on ESPN One Thousand. Well, 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 what do you know? Lots happening. How you doing? Mike Murphy here, Fred Hubner right there. Dark and rainy, but not if you're up at Hellas Hall, it's not dark and rainy. Sunny and beautiful. Gorgeous. Give me some Bears music, Felix. Maybe they'll really be the monsters of the midway again. I thought you guys were going to talk about those exciting White Sox, the new pitching rotation, the Chicago Cubs, three, three and a half games up. No, st- there's an old expression, Felix, stop the presses. You probably never heard that, you're a young guy. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, they, they've also got another one, play the hits. <laughs> Felix, you've heard of it, but do you know what it means, stop the presses? Yeah, stop everything, right? There you go. I love it. How you doing, everybody? Murph and Fred. And breaking news confirmed, I guess. This is not one of these stories, Fred, where we have to say reports. In- I know. We're still, I'm still saying reports. Bear, Bears and Raiders uh, have an agreement in place. Well, that's that's sources a done deal, have, right? Sources have told Adam Schefter of ESPN. Yeah, done so, deal. It's yeah, a done yeah, deal. Yeah, we've, yeah, yeah, just like, uh, you know, they're going to have a different <laughs> head coach who's in the other room. And that's, you know, so I'm waiting to make sure it's official. But it's uh, all signs point that the Bears are getting the uh, 2016 Defensive Player of the Year in a trade from the Raiders. Makes no sense for the Raiders. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. Why they, you know, it's not a salary cap thing with them. They just don't want to pay them. And uh, they're going to make the move. So the Bears apparently getting their outside linebacker. Because the other two outside linebackers, they haven't been hurt. Aaron Lynch, they say we've got Aaron Lynch. I haven't seen him. And uh, Leonard Floyd, every time he's on the field, he's kind of like he's kind of like uh, Jorge Soler used to say. Yeah. The more he plays, the more he gets hurt. Leonard Floyd, the more he plays, the more he gets hurt. Well, here's the story breaking uh, on ESPN.com. Bears reach agreement to trade for Khalil Mack. As Fred just said, the 2016 Defensive Player of the Year coming to the Bears. Sources tell ESPN and Adam Schefter uh, reporting uh, the agreement in place to trade for pass rusher Khalil Mack. Over the last 48 hours, the Raiders engaged in active trade talks, including the New York Jets. Uh, other reports say including the Green Bay Packers, the 49ers. You can name your team, but the Bears have them. The Bears uh, will be apparently giving up two first-round picks. That's unconfirmed. Yeah, because the Raiders were asking for two first-rounders. Mm-hmm. Other teams apparently made offers with multiple picks. But apparently the Bears are willing to offer the most, according to Schefter. And uh, we'll be visiting. Uh, we have a list of uh, names you will know and you'll want to hear uh, scheduled to join us throughout the next three hours. We'll get Jesse Rogers' opinion on the uh, Khalil Mack deal a little bit <laughs> later on, 10.30. And then he can talk to us about Tommy Listella forgetting how many outs there were. Our guy Tom Waddle set to phone in in a couple minutes. Uh, we'll be hearing also, we hope, from... Yurko, Yurko said, yeah, I'll, I'll be phoning in. Also, we're going to hear from uh, Sylvie. Sylvie says, I want to phone in. Cap wants to phone in. Everybody's going to phone in. We have Dan Shonka in the 11 o'clock hour. Tomorrow, I get Jordan Cornett joining me. Over from uh, uh, OurLads.com. So we have a uh, Hall of Fame list of football experts. Uh, Bears uh, fans gather around the radio. We got some Bears New fresh Twitter poll questions on the Murph and Fred Fan Focus Group Twitter poll going up right now. 
and he vote at ESPN 1000. So uh, Camille, uh, Khalil Mack, the number five overall pick. If he plays bad, we're going to call him Camille. I'll tell you. Of the uh, 20, <laughs> overall number five pick in 2014. He missed training camp. Like Fred already threw out, well, what's wrong with the Raiders and uh, Mac? Well, you know, and Lewis Riddick, uh, a guy that comes on with Waddle and Sylvie all uh-huh. the time. He comes on this station. He's ESPN's football guy. You'll see him on Monday nights. He says, no logical reason for the Raiders to make this football move. No salary cap reason either. Uh, has to be because of the cash issue. Uh, you don't let guys like Mac out the door. Their loss is the Bears' gain. That from Lewis Riddick earlier this morning. So... Apparently, well, he is a. Uh, this is his final year of the contract, but I don't envision the Bears coughing up two number ones. And maybe there's, there's either been rumbling as Danny Trevathan. Now I don't like that. Hopefully, that's just some uh, rumored table talk that maybe the Raiders are throwing out there, because then all of a sudden, you know, he's Trevathan is going to stand next to Roquan Smith. They're two inside middle linebackers. Yeah, but yeah, the, Bears, the Bears like Kwiatkowski. Well, I know they like Kwiatkowski, but there goes your depth. I understand <laughs> no, what no, you're I saying. Know. I'm only I'm being facetious. Mac would join a Bears defense that includes number eight overall pick Roquan Smith, uh, who has his own holdout issues, as we know. Uh, Leonard Floyd uh, would no longer be the Bears' number one edge rusher going for the quarterback trying to get the sack the pressures the hurries he would be number two now behind uh Khalil Mack well think about it then you have Akeem Hicks on one side uh you know on the left side of the defensive side and then you have Khalil Mack coming in on the right because he can blow past some of the best left Mm -hmm. tackles in all of the NFL celebrity lines ringing let's go to uh good old number 87 Tom Waddle on with me, Mike Murphy. Fred. Hey, Tommy, I, I only see you at the holiday party, but I get to talk to you. <laughs> Thanks for jumping in. When, when, did you, when did you hear the news? How surprised were you? Well, first of all, Murph, this is like a holiday party, isn't it? If you're a Chicago Bears fan, <laughs> nice. I mean, this is as close to a holiday party as you'll ever find. Look, I got up this morning, you know, as the normal aches and pains and limped downstairs and saw that it was raining and my dauber was down because I've got to go stand outside and watch my daughter's soccer game, which I'm all all for. Don't sure, get me wrong. Sure. I don't want her to hear that. Uh-huh. But then I heard the news. I was like, look, this is going to be a good day. So um, high price to pay, as you guys, I'm sure, have talked about, but you've paid it for a known commodity, not an unknown commodity. Mm-hmm. So uh, Khalil Max, as good as there is getting the opposing quarterback, he is very versatile. He can play in a 3-4. He can play in a 4-3. He's the only player, if I'm not mistaken, guys, that was, on the, was named not – not to the Pro Bowl, but as an all-pro in two different positions as a defensive end and as an outside linebacker, something that had never been done, Wow! I believe, back in 2016. So I guess the moral of the story is you put him in Vic Fangio's defense, and wow, look out. Look what? out. I mean, he's, he's, he's been the most consistent harasser of quarterbacks um, since you know he came into the league if you look at his numbers so uh this is a huge move and one that will certainly upgrade their chances well and Fangio had some uh experience working with a guy not you know maybe not similar but the first name that I've seen people compare him to is what Fangio did with Alden Smith uh Smith ran into his own problems but when he was yeah. on the field for the 49ers coming from that right side he had tremendous numbers and you look Khalil Mack double digit sacks three years in a row that's something the Bears haven't seen in quite some time yeah yeah Freddie you know look the one thing is Alden Smith had an enormously high ceiling, but his floor was obviously 
very low based mm-hmm. on non-football stuff. Right. Khalil Mack's going to come out here. He, you know, I, I've never met the man, but I from talking to people around the league that do know him, he's a hard worker. He's a team player. Uh, obviously, look, I don't think he's missed a game. Since no. He's been in the league in his four years. Played them uh, all. Yeah, so um, – and, and his his ceiling's enormously high as well. Don't get me wrong. I think you put on the tape of Khalil Mack, and I think most people would tell you he's a he's a better overall player than Alden Smith was. He's going to give you you know everything he has, sacking the quarterback and stopping the run, and can do both exceptionally well. I mean, this also it's this is not just about Khalil Mack. It's about freeing up other guys. I mean, taking the double teams off of Leonard Floyd. Getting some of the pressure off of a King Hicks. I mean, this is gonna. I mean, this this will reverberate throughout their defense. This is. I mean, this is a huge addition. Tell us a little more for X's and O's guys that love to hear this, or for the average fan trying to distill down all this as we visit with Tom Waddle. Bears reach agreement to trade for Khalil Mack, number one most say uh, pass rush edge guy out there. So Leonard Floyd, and he's got the two uh, banged up fingers right now. He might have the clubber, uh, whatever, on his hand. But, you know, that should be okay by, you know, four or five weeks where he's uh, 100%. But free up, you use the phrase, free up Leonard Floyd. Yeah. Now, the three, four, we're all learning this right now. They're, these are the two uh, uh, outside uh, uh, linebackers, Tommy Waddle. So what do you mean uh, more uh, explicitly here by freeing up Leonard Floyd? Well, it, it, a lot of times they're going to, if, and, and that has been their biggest issue, Murph, is they don't have anyone on the other side. I mean, they, they brought in the kid Aaron Lynch as a free agent, mm-hmm. and he was hurt all camp. Um, if you don't have to worry about one side in terms of your protection, well, then obviously you can double the other side. And and I think what you what you do now is you make the, an offensive coordinator and an offensive line make some decisions now. All of those double teams that Leonard Floyd was seeing, they're all going to be directed at Khalil Mack because now you, as you identify the most dangerous person. To, you know, the guy who's mm-hmm. most likely to stop what you're trying to do, that guy becomes Khalil Mack. So I think the, the emphasis now shifts over to him, which means Leonard Floyd's going to find himself in a lot of single-block situations. I think the same is for Akeem Hicks. So um, now it's, you're, you're making offensive coordinators really have to think hard about how they're going to go about trying to protect their own court, uh, quarterback. And, and, you know, this is... This is a big issue. The one thing I would say about Leonard Floyd is a guy that's light like him and is very fast, relies a lot on his athleticism, and his hands are very important to him. So while I expect him to be out there, and here's hoping he can do some of the things they want him to do, even with the club on his hand, to me, for a guy who's light and is not a bull rusher and someone who's using technique, it may be a little bit of time before he really gets up to speed in terms of doing the things we want him to do, but... Certainly facing one offensive lineman as opposed to two offensive linemen or offensive linemen in a back or a tight end. Uh, it's going to make his life a whole lot easier. Leonard Floyd is as happy as anybody in that building right now. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. And, you know, you know, Tommy, you've been, you've been um, you know, you're not a trainer. You're not a, uh, a physio, a phys- you know, but you are a guy that's been uh, that spent time in the training room. We have talked about Roquan Smith and how, you know, comparing Joey Bosa, but he came out hamstring injury 
problem. Yeah. Roquan Smith, how long is it going to take him to get up to speed? Well, Khalil Mack, how long is it going to take a guy like this? Now, granted, he's a guy that's done it before. He's not a rookie like Roquan Smith, but how long would right. you think it'll take a guy like Khalil Mack to get up to speed and be able to play? I don't even want to say 100%, but just go on out and be able to play a considerable amount for the Bears. Yeah, it's a great question, Freddie. I mean, it's 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 an issue, but I mean, it, it, it's one thing when you're that talented, you know. Um, I mean, he walks onto the field with no training camp experience, and you still, I mean, even from a game plan standpoint, you still got to put two guys on him. Right. I can guarantee you that that Green Bay, Mike McCarthy's not looking at them and saying, "Well, you know what? Because Khalil Mack wasn't in camp, we're going to single block him." No, <laughs> you're going to have two hats on him pretty much all night, opening night. Um, but it's a great question. It, it, I think as much as anything, it goes to how many plays can he get, you know, how much right. can you expect out of him? You know, normally he's a guy that's going to play every down. Well, maybe now he can't play every down just because he's not in true football shape. So a uh, really good question. And, and Roquan Smith, so now you have two guys on your defense. Both guys are supposed to play an enormous role who may be somewhat on a pitch count, as you baseball guys like to say. Um <laughs> Because of the lack of, of you know, working out. I listen, I'll throw the third guy in. Akeem Hicks hasn't done much either. But, right. You know, with, with, with Mack and, and, and Hicks, you've got veterans who, you know, kind of know how to do this. With Roquan Smith, it's a little bit different. But, um, look, I said this. When they decided not to play their guys against Kansas City, to me, it told me that they're looking at this as a long-term approach, especially with a quarterback, that what they look like offensively opening night against Green Bay is less important than what they look like in week six, seven, eight, or nine. I think the timeline speeds up right now. Khalil Mack's 27, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've given up two first-round picks and something for him. Um, you know, I think they're still going to be patient with Mitch, but now the expectation level is, Look, we got to get up to speed now. I mean, because we're in win mode. They're going to give him a monster contract. So you really can't sit around and wait for the offense to, to kind of catch up to the defense. They're going to have to, you know, maybe perform sooner rather than later. Final couple minutes. Appreciate our guy Tom Waddle coming on. Waddle and Sylvie. That's Monday through Friday, two to six. Miss a little, miss a lot. I never miss any of it. <laughs> I, I just, I just miss them being together because you know every once in a while I'm sitting with Tommy or I'm sitting with Sylvie. It's like they're partners, but they're never together. I don't know. A little bit of a fight. There. Tom Waddle and Mark Silverman, Monday through Friday, two to six. Sylvie, he said he'll jump in a little bit later. Cap, we're trying to beg Cap to come on. Do you think he'll come on if we get a hold of him, Tommy? Murph, I think he's probably still doing video <laughs> shots from his shower. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I saw his phone. His phone rang, <laughs> or his number rang on my phone, and that's the last call I was taking today. Yeah, that's really miss a little, miss uh, maybe yeah. a lot. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Tommy, a couple quickies. will spring. By the way, my favorite phrase you used about ten minutes ago: "My dauber was down." Now my dauber yeah. is up. And you used my second favorite phrase. Instead of double team, they're going to put two hats on him. One of my yeah. one of the great football phrases. Now bring in, uh, like you mentioned, baseball. The Cubs signed John Lester, coming off of a last place, fifth place finish. 
the Cubs. Now we're looking at the same thing. Bears coming off a last place, fourth place finish. You sort of alluded to all this now. But the bigger picture, what does this say about the Bears from top to bottom? Uh, George McCaskey, uh, the much maligned Ted Phillips, the GM uh, uh, Ryan Pace right down the line. Bears are cheap. I don't, you know, I never said that, but fans yeah. love to say that. Uh, he's coming. What does he have your friend there saying about 13, 14 million dollars? 13 million this year. This year. And uh, uh, they did own the uh, the Raiders could have used a franchise tag. I don't know all this cap stuff in that, uh, Tom, but they don't make this trade without lock, I'm guessing. They don't make this trade two number ones and maybe a player without locking him up. It's not a one-year deal that they're bringing him in for two number ones, is it? Uh, if it is, then uh, you're going to be looking for a new general mm-hmm. manager. You know, next. I don't right. know. I think right. that you don't make that deal uh, without having. You know, it's interesting, Murph. I mean, it's a good question because I I would expect they're going to announce a contract uh, a contract extension pretty much as soon as they announce the you know this thing is done because you're right you don't trade what they're trading without having the assurance that you're going to lock him up to a long-term deal. Um, so this deal, I, I feel pretty confident that this deal isn't, isn't made unless they have an ironclad agreement with Mac and his people that, that an extension is going to be. And you know what? Aaron Donald just signed one that set records. This one, my guess is, will eclipse what Aaron Donald got. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's very, very, I mean, it's very, very, very unlikely, if not impossible, that they make this deal without having a, a contract agreed to. Felix, what, what's that? Cap said... Uh, Cap is going to be on at 9.30. Real, no, no, he said if he can do the show, uh, the visit from the shower, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's uh, if, if, if we are real nice to him, he may come on. Right now, he's coming there on. There you go, He's yeah. been tooting this horn for about, you know, what, two, three weeks, and now he's going to toot it some more in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, I don't know if but you tell saw Cap, that. Tell Cap not to <laughs> toot his horn in the shower. No, that's <laughs> not supposed to do that. Let the I know Sylvie be upset about that. I'll let the record show. Uh, uh, Dan Weeder had tweeted the other day that Nagy gathered the team together on Friday for an important announcement. One player shouted from the back, have we all been traded for Khalil Mack? <laughs> Little did the guy know how close he was. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's this is a lot to give up, especially in 2018 where the first-round picks are slotted salaries. It's not like they were before, so you have control over these guys. And, in fact, they make this deal in large part because their franchise piece, the quarterback, is on the second year of a rookie deal. So right. economically, mm. it works for them. That's why the Bears were one of the top contenders for, for Khalil Mack in a trade. So... Hats off to everyone up at Hallis Hall, to Ryan Pace, to Matt Nagy, to George, to Ted. Look, I agree with you, Murph. I haven't believed this team has been cheap for years. They've spent money. They just haven't spent it the right way. They haven't evaluated talent correctly, and they haven't made the right decisions on a personnel front. Financially, they've spent money, and they're going to spend even more with the addition of Khalil Mack. But, um, look, you're, you've given up a lot for a guy who's a proven commodity, and to me, two first-round picks was, was not too much to pay. I didn't think it would get to that because first-round picks are so valuable these days for the reasons I mentioned, but uh, that was the price, and you're getting a guy who is a complete difference maker. So look out, NFC North. And it's not just two number ones. You're also giving Oakland $13.5 million in essence, right? Uh, well, you just assume his contract. Well, so, right, but they uh, don't have to pay it. So Yeah, 
Yeah, so they get they get thirteen million yeah. or whatever the number was. They right. get that kind of relief. There mm-hmm. were some rumors out there because I couldn't understand why the, the, the Raiders would would decide not to sign their best player, not mm-hmm. just their best defensive player, but their best player. But you know, there's rumors they have cash flow issues. I find it hard to believe that mm-hmm. there's a team in the National Football League that would have cash flow issues, but. Whatever. Their loss is our game. Tommy Waddle, uh, we'll leave you with this. In baseball, they have wins above replacement. War. <laughs> How, sounds like George Carlin. In football, it's war. In baseball, you will go home. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. But wins above replacement. So I don't even, you know, I don't care if you're picking the Bears this year to win five games, six, seven, eight, nine. Can a guy like this be an additional one victory? Or, in fact, vote now. The Murph and Fred Fan Focus Group Twitter poll with Khalil Mack. The Bears will now win how many more games uh, after this uh, move? One more than you thought, everybody? Two, three, or four? You want to be the first one to vote here, Tom? Can this mean one more victory, this type of move? I'll, I'll vote one. I'll okay. vote one. Um, but I will, again, say this. this is a great move. They can be a top-five defense. They'll go as far as their young quarterback takes them. That's just the nature of the sport. So here's hoping that Mitchell gets a boost and that he adapts nicely to Matt Nagy's system. But the offense is now on the clock, guys. That's what this move did. This move put the offense on the clock. So we'll see if all those the, the, the uh, additional uh, – you know, offensive weapons that they acquired this offseason will will help get them up to speed. It should it should be exciting, fellas. You yes. know, you know, Tommy, your your uh, daughter may want to go with the extra long cleat today for the uh, soccer yeah. game. Well, Freddie, it's a it's a it's a sport turf field. Oh, so okay, you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe she can we'll go through it. the closet and find your old seven eighths for the uh, muddy for the muddy field. Waddle and Sylvie. You don't want that. Monday through Friday, two till six. Tom Waddle, Mark Silverman, and uh, Cap will join us in a few minutes. So, uh, you know, please uh, keep the radio on there over at the Waddle <laughs> residence. You don't want to yeah, miss sure. the Cap man. Thank, Tommy from Fred and Murph. Thanks for uh, above and beyond on your uh, personal day off here. Thank you. You got it, fellas. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tom Waddle. Three three two three seven seven six. Love to hear from Bears fans. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I see a lot of people expect this to be not only two two first round picks, but also a player and a starter, a possibility. So <sighs> we'll wait and see exactly what it's going to be. But for those just jumping in, Bears reach an agreement. Uh, to trade with the Raiders mm-hmm. for Khalil Mack. Reports are it's likely going to be two first-round draft picks. And uh, last time they've traded one or two first-round picks, it was uh, Jay Cutler. And yep. before that, Rick Meyer. So uh, hopefully this works out much, much better. Rick Meyer, uh, that's no Gouda. No, it's not. I, no. I know that one of the happiest people in the Chicago area today has to be Vic Fangio. Yes. Getting a guy that's going to be able to, but he's going to be able to plug him right in there, either at a defensive end or the outside linebacker position. Tommy brought up the point where this guy made Pro Bowl at both positions in the same year one time. Hold that thought, Fred. Vic Fangio, you followed him long before he got here as your uh, part-time uh, fandom for the 49ers also. So let's go to the phones or vote at ESPN 1000. Did you put this one up, Felix? Do you like the trade, yes or no? What, are you trying to get the first ever 100%? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Right. There might be one naysayer there out there. There may be somebody that doesn't want to give up two first-rounders. Or maybe someone's listening right now, uh, you know, yeah. on their device in Oakland. No, I don't like that trade. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Keith is uh, next in line. Uh, Keith, Murph and Fred, uh, ESPN 1000. Hey, Keith. 
Hey, fellas, I've been a long time listener ever since back there, back on the dial, 6 a.m. You know, start with the 6. But anyway, I love you guys. But I just want to say, you know, I think that it actually gives the offense a little bit of a timeline because now the defense is like, okay, we're ready to go. And, you know, Trubisky is going to be in his second year. Typically quarterbacks come year two, year three. And we're going to have these guys for the long term. So, anyway, this is still going to be a growing year. Of course, it's going to add a victory or two. But I think it actually gives Mr. Trubisky more chances to go downfield and not be afraid to be himself and be able to grow. You know, so I still, you know, everybody want to, do, you know, put the pressure on them saying the offense time is now. I think it actually gives them actually another year or two because by time, everybody's still going to be in their core. And even if we did give up to uh, Trevathan, like um, Fred said, we can stick um, uh, uh, Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to butcher his name. No, no. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. But we can put him right in there. And then yeah. our safeties and our cornerbacks, that's going to give them time to actually be kind of more aggressive because that, that defensive line and then and not to mention Dr. Jonathan Bullock. You know, he's going to actually yes. the middle of the line. Everybody's going to actually be able to just play free. It gives the offense a little bit of time to grow. And then I just think I want to hear my comments and um, good. you guys to react. Thanks for, thanks for calling, call. Keith. Good content. Yeah. To capsulize, he said this might actually take pressure off the offense. Everyone's going to be, come on, defense. This is your time now to go from number 10 in the league, maybe up to seven, six, five, whatever, maybe a little bit further the spotlight. Not a bad angle there by well, Keith. No, and the other thing is, too, it's going to put the offense in better position because one of the things the Bears have been unable to do defensively is take the ball away. Well, what's Khalil Mack do? Khalil Mack puts pressure on the quarterback. He had 79 quarterback pressures last year, okay? 79. He had uh, 10 and a half sacks. So what he does is when the quarterback knows that Khalil Mack's on his way, he makes mistakes. Maybe Prince Mukamara can get a couple of interceptions. Maybe Kyle Fuller gets a few picks. And maybe the Bears get more turnovers. And what happens there? You get great field position, easier way to score touchdowns. And Leonard Floyd going to be able to go back into space a little more often as the outside linebacker with his speed and his length and his range and his radius. He might knock down or pick a few also. Oh, that with a bad hand. Well, no, not right <laughs> now. Not with a club. No, no the old one-handed yeah. to pick. Uh, George is in the car. He says he's driving to, to Green Bay. Hey, George Murphy and Freddie has been 1,000. Khalil Mack Day, go. Christmas or September 1st? Which one is it? Please tell me. I don't know. I'm on my way to Green Bay, and I cannot wait to tell all my in-laws that the Bears are going to beat the Packers straight up on the first game of the season. I'm so excited. Everyone in Chicago is excited. And, um, I mean, this is a gift from heaven. I don't know what to tell you. It's worth two picks. It doesn't matter who, you know, this is a, a game changer for the city, for the team. And I think that'll bring more free agents to Chicago knowing that this team is serious about a Super Bowl championship. It's a good possibility, George. Thanks. Safe trip up there. Good job. Drive safe. The only guy more excited than George about this trade is going to join us in a couple minutes. Why? Hopefully he's towed off. For two, three weeks, he's been saying, I want the Bears to go after Khalil Mack. And about 99% have said, what are you, crazy cap? (laughs) Well, I, I guess that's every day, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, most people do say that at times. Murph and Fred back in a flash. Khalil Mack Day. We're going to shoehorn Jesse in. little baseball butt. Bears heavy for three hours. You're in the right spot. Uh, Sylvie, Dan Shanka. Well, I'm sure we're going to get a hold of uh, Yurko. All that and much, much more. Vote. 
with Khalil Mack. The Bears now will win in your mind. How many more games than you had first thought? One, two, three, or four. Vote now at ESPN 1000. Them to him, right? Khalil Mack, let's give him to the Bears. Well, not really give him. Two first round picks, it's rumored. The trade appears to be official, Fred. We do not know officially what might be going the other direction, right? No, we don't know any any of the details. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, Raiders, Bears agreement in place, according to uh, sources that have talked to ESPN's Adam Schefter. So we will uh, keep you up to date on that. They say two first-rounders also could be a starting player to go from the, go also. So we'll wait and see. ESPN.com says Mac would join a Bears defense that includes number 8 overall pick Roquan Smith, who had his own holdout this offseason. Uh, we know that uh, Leonard Floyd is... Uh, the edge rusher with a bad hand on one side, and who's coming? Lynch never heard, never saw. Was it Aaron Lynch? Never saw him. Right. It's hard to see. There's a lot of guys we haven't seen. Taylor Gabriel got a catch yet? Yeah. How about Allen Robinson with a catch? There's a lot of guys we haven't seen, but we'll see them all in Green Bay. ESPN.com says Bears reach agreement to trade for Khalil Mack. He is the outstanding uh, outside linebacker, uh, edge rushman. Call him what you want. Perennial uh, league leader are in the top. Last three years, double-digit sacks. It's hard to look ahead, but there's one guy that can look ahead. And you know who it is? Oh, well, he's guy? been doing it all week. Oh, yeah, for no, a couple weeks yeah. now. How come the Bears aren't going after Khalil Mack? And let me ask, from Cap and Company, 9 till noon, Monday through Friday, David Cap on Cap, how many people said, you got to be out of your mind? About everybody said it to you. I heard it. I listen. <laughs> Everybody doubted me when I said in January they're going to win nine football games. They doubted me when I said go get Khalil Mack. Uh-huh. They doubted me on all of this, and I put my money up in Vegas at my ticket from two weeks ago that they'd go over the six and a half, and now you'll never get that number. So this is an amazing day to be a Bear fan. Ryan Pace may end up, you know, if this doesn't work out, it probably costs him his gig. But you know what? You get nothing by not swinging for the fences. Fans say hi to David Kaplan, Cap and Company, every morning, Monday through Friday, 9 till noon. All right, so, uh, Capper, I'm going to hold you out to the, uh, hold your feet to the fire here. We have a Twitter poll online right now with Khalil Mack. The Bears will now win how many more games than you thought they would this time yesterday? Fans are voting one more, two more, three more, or four more, and Tommy Waddle was just on, and he said that we talked like, you know, wins above replacement cap or war, you know, baseball. Hum. He said, I think one more win. And I know some fans will probably say, one, that doesn't seem like a lot, but Fred, in the NFL, one more win is a lot, right? Well, you know what? And, and, and Cap knows that if uh, he thought they were going to win six and now it's seven, that'll be paid off because Cap's bet six and a half, right, Capper? Yeah, my bet was over <laughs> six and a half in Vegas, so... Look, I had him at nine, and I've stayed consistent to that number. And I still think this is probably a nine-win football team because you have a quarterback that hasn't developed yet. It's going to take time to get chemistry and understand maybe the most complex offensive system in the National Football League. But what this has done is given you a 27-year-old Hall of Fame caliber talent. That's how good this guy is. In his prime, 
age 27. This is a long-term play. This isn't, oh, my God, he's got to be ready to play every down against Green Bay on Sunday, a week from Sunday. It's got to be long-term look, make sure he's healthy, make sure he's in shape, and make sure he understands the defense. But over the next four or five years, this should be one of the better teams in the National Football League, and they should be ascending in a big way, probably 2019. But believe you me, I woke up this morning, saw Shefty's report, and just went crazy in my shower. I went, okay, game on. No more is this the Chicago Bear. We don't have the money to do this, so we're not going to take the chance. You gave up whatever, two number ones and whatever. Okay, game on. I got a Hall of Fame generational player. Cap, do you agree with Tom that when they make this announcement finally official, it'll also be with a contract? And uh, they, the Bears will not release numbers, no doubt, but we'll figure it out eventually. But the contract also, you think that's what we're waiting on right now? Yeah, I think they're tying up the details. He's got to pass a physical, so I'm sure he's on a plane or already is here uh, in Chicago, and he'll get a physical from the Bears doctors. But this will probably, probably surpass or rival Aaron Donald's deal. It might be the richest deal in the history of the National Football League from the defensive side of the ball. Hey, Cap, we'll uh, leave you with this. Great for you to jump in on uh, on your day off. Yeah, have you towed off yet? We <laughs> oh, saw the pictures. <laughs> Fred mentioned... Well, let me just say this. Waddle, <laughs> Sylvie, Carmen, Yerko, Zetterman, Boyle, Jordan. Take that, Abdallah the hater. Black. Come on, man. This is a day for every Bear fan to wake up and go, game on, baby. And how do we, uh, what do we do to see the, uh, I saw it this morning, I had one eye half open, one, any fan that wants to see us singing there in the shower and telling everybody what's, uh, where do we do that at there, Fred and Just Cap? on, just on Cap's Twitter account, right? At the Cap, man, right there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Capper, thanks a lot, man. We'll see you tonight, you're doing uh, pre and post, right? I'll be on pre and post tonight, Cubbies and Phillies. But you guys have a great day, I always listen. Thanks, Capper. See you, Dave. Cap and Company, Monday through Friday, 9 till noon. If you're just joining the world and you're a Bears fan, it's raining outside. But like you said earlier, Fred, sun is shining. It's raining outside linebackers or <laughs> defensive ends, however you want to say it. Sunny up in Lake Forest at the Hallis Hall. I have to tell you, this came up a couple times during the week. Cap had mentioned it, and I just... I didn't pay it any attention because I didn't think this was the kind of move the Bears were are ready to make. I thought this was a move a couple years away. You know, when you become good and you develop the offense, you then go out and make the move. The Bears didn't wait. They jumped and got one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL. Well, and again, look at what the Cubs did. They finished in last place in uh, 20, I think I have this all right, 2014. They signed John Lester to the mega contract. That worked out great. So the Bears maybe, you know, not that they looked up at Clark and Addison, but you know what? It's time to make a move. Does this put pressure? We'll talk White Sox and Cubs later. Maybe not that it puts pressure During commercial on... breaks, you and I will talk Sox and Cubs, I think. <laughs> not that it puts pressure on Rick Hahn, but the Cubs, they, they bring in Lester when they're in last place. The Bears do this now. Maybe it's time for the White Sox this winter. Who what, knows? What pressure? Have you seen the starting rotation? Looks nice. Rodon, have you, have you seen Giolito the last couple of starts? Have you seen Kopech for three innings before it rains? Yes. Yeah, it's a great role. I'm talking about Manny Machado. Yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, Sox are pitching strong. Let's go back to the phones. 332-3776. Area code 312. Uh, there's Mike and Darian. He's a Bears fan, I'm sure. Good morning, Mike. 
How you doing, guys? Good, Mike. What's up? What do you think? Man, I love this trade. And uh, I'm thinking more and more, Prince Mukamara might get those 10 picks with all those hurries that he's going to get. <laughs> yeah, he, he said 10 after not having any. Uh, it would be interesting. But, you know, you know, you know this, Mike. I mean, by, by the defensive pressure the line puts on, it, make, it makes everybody better. It makes the coverage better. It makes uh, the quarterback throw the ball away. I, I, you know, the secondary I was questioning a little bit. Right now, those four guys in the secondary are probably the happiest guys in the defense up there. Yep, I think so, too. I mean, from what I can tell, I mean, you know, if we get two first-round picks away, I mean, it's not a big deal. We got we got a guy that's going to be here for a couple of years, and even if he leaves after that, he's past his prime. So we're, we're good to go. Mike, uh, you, you raise a good point. Giving away next year's number one pick, that's, that's not even a, 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 a thought. You're getting this guy. Right. The next year number one, okay, so you had to up and pony up. You're bidding against teams like the Jets were involved. The Packers were involved. Rumors say, you know, these are all speculated, but the 49ers apparently were involved. Yep. I just don't know. Hey, good call. Mike, good to hear from you in Darien, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Stay guys. dry out there. Uh, well, it might be impossible. It's uh-oh. been raining quite a bit. And it's supposed to rain throughout the evening. Hey, there's, there's Bear Fan Bob checking in. Bear Fan Bob is on. ESPN 1000. Bob! Good morning, guys. Hey, I love this, okay? This is pretty simple. Wouldn't you just love to be Vic Fangio this morning? Yes. Anyways, before, I was thinking with the Bear Packer opener, I thought the the game would be even. Now, I'm licking my chops. It's about time. Imagine this. What a thought. A linebacker to the Bears. It's time for another great one. Maybe three great ones. You know, in 85... They had the best linebacking core in the NFL. Well, maybe it's time to rebuild that and do that again. Those are kind of my quick thoughts, and I know you're busy. Guys, have a great day. Bear uh, down. Thank, bear down. Thank you. Hey, Bear fan Bob, biggest Bear fan out there. Well, think about it, too, and you got your linebackers. If, if, and if those. If Danny Trevathan is not included in this, and again, we have no idea if there is going to be a starting player also going in this trade, but your linebackers, if you're going to look at your 3-4 setup, your linebackers mm-hmm. are going to be Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, mm-hmm. Roquan Smith, and Leonard Floyd. That's nice. not bad. See, you know, I hate so much. Danny Trevathan is so under the radar a big part of this. Not under the radar to you or me or fans, but to most people. Oh, Danny. But you know what? He was like a quarterback out there. He covered the ground. Oh, yeah. Next to Roquan. And you got to give up something to get some. I understand that. But it would be so huge if those are just rumors and it's most, I mean, two number ones and 13 million you're taking off their books. Well, the, the top sack guy for the Bears last year was Akeem Hicks with eight or eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, last year, there was no doubt you look at, at what he had what um, Khalil Mack had, 10.5. He had 11 before that, and in, in, in 2015, he had 15 sacks. So he's had double digits three years in a row. And uh, this is going to make Akeem Hicks pressure from the other side on the defensive line even more important. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, I have a bunch of columns and quotes from the week. I can't find you, so I'm sorry. But one of our beat guys, you know, in town this week said the Bears – Front three, the defensive line on the 3-4, he said, might be the strength of the team. That's Akeem Hicks from left to right. In the middle, Eddie Goldman, the big Coca-Cola machine, you know, plugging up the middle. And uh, 
Jonathan Bullard, who's been coming big strides as the uh, sort of right defensive end. So those three, Fred, you just mentioned, the four linebackers. Did you know that this, you probably did, this is the first time in years the Bears have brought the same defensive backs, all four of them, back. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was good or bad uh, after what they did last year. Uh, I wasn't 100% sure because I'm still not sold on Adrian Amos. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Eddie Jackson a lot. And uh, Kyle Fuller, you know, he should, right. you know, the Packers made an offer and the Bears liked him. So they went out, out and matched mm-hmm. that. So they like him a lot. So they they brought him back. And I think Prince Mukamara played well last year. He just didn't get any interceptions. And right now he had said he, he's going for a 10-pick season. Yeah. That would be nice. And now he's got uh, a possibility to get a few more because of this move. It was the first, first time in the four years now for Ryan Pace. He's brought back the same four uh, DBs, corners, and safeties. Everyone loves the trade, but Felix is saying, Felix the Cat says, no, go to, go to line two. Huh? Palatine, the leather neck. Hey, leather. Hey, guys. Hey, um, you know, I'm a diehard Bears fan, but I just want everyone to take a step back and look at what we were saying 10 years ago, 15 years ago, under Angelo under Emery, the way to build a championship team is through the draft. And now with Pace, between Trubisky and if this deal with Mac is true, you have given up a ton of quality draft picks for two players. It's not the way to build a team. Mac is a good player. When Kaplan says he's generational Hall of Fame, excuse me, the guy didn't even have 12 sacks last year. He's a very good player. He is not worth two draft picks. If the, I mean, it's just ridiculous. All for years we've said, you got to build through the draft. Look at Green Bay. Look at this. And now everyone's saying, swing for the fences. Do that. So I just don't want to hear Bears fans. When I go to tailgates, when I listen to Cap, when I listen to Waddle and Sylvie, I don't want anybody to say the way to build a team is through the draft. Because everybody's giving Pace all this credit to give up a ton of draft picks well, they're just for two, though. two players. Yeah, just, well, you two first-round picks. Right. Huge. Yeah, but he, a guy who had ten and a half sacks. Right. And he's, you, not, he's not Bruce Smith. He's not Reggie White. He's a very good player. He's not a Hall of Fame player. He's not worth two draft picks. A leather neck. All sack totals are, are lower nowadays because of the, uh, the offenses. They get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. Well, well, then they're not as valuable. Then that that proves my point even more. That you got to have better defensive backs than you do pass rushers. He's not worth. You gave up two draft picks for this guy. Uh, I, I just think this is horrible. I mean, look at and look at the big philosophy here. Look at all the picks you've given up for Trubisky and for Mac, and you could have all those picks, and you still got, could have gotten good players, and you already have a very good defense. All right, they this, this next- will go down as the dumbest move in sports history in dumber Chicago than, outside dumb- of trading Cantata. Don't have an as Thanks, <laughs> Leatherneck. Leatherneck doesn't go back to Brock for Brolio, evidently. There, Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic just posted, these are Bears who are 27 or younger. You talk about a team. These are Bears who are 27 and under. And listen up, Leatherneck, of the guys that were drafted. Mm-hmm. Because you do build your team through the draft because you have seven rounds. You don't have just one or two draft picks. You can trade two picks a first-rounder one year and a first-rounder the following year, still have six picks. Here are the guys that are 27 or younger. Mack, Gabriel, Fuller. Okay, Fuller was a, uh, a draft. Trey, Trey Burton, 
Cody Whitehair draft, Charles Leno, Eddie Jackson draft, Adrian Amos draft, Allen Robinson, Leonard Floyd draft, Eddie Goldman draft, Mitch Trubisky draft, Jordan Howard draft, Adam Shaheen draft, Tariq Cohen draft, Anthony Miller draft, Roquan Smith draft, James Daniels draft. All those guys were drafted. So you do build your team through the draft. What the Bears are doing is they're moving one or two draft picks over the next two years in order to get one of the top defensive players in the league. And more and exactly right, Fred. So let's say the Bears were to finish eight and eight. You're gonna pick sixteenth, roughly, in the draft. You're gonna get a guy like this on the sixteenth pick. No. Then you let's say then the next year, what if where's my what if bell? You go nine and seven. Now you're gonna pick uh, you know, eighteenth, nineteenth, twenty, twenty one. So look at that. It's not like you're trading away a number two overall in the first round, hopefully, or number two or three or four next time overall. Hopefully you're 16th and then 20th or whatever. Right, right. Everyone on exactly. hold. We'll get right back to you. It's yeah, not Murph bad and giving up a first round if it's 23rd. Vote right now. We'll shoehorn Jesse in with a little baseball talk, but it's Bears Saturday. It's Khalil Mack Saturday. First day of meteorological fall, September 1st, and we're all over. The biggest trade the Bears have made, well, at least since Jay Cutler and Rick Meyer. Uh-oh. Rick Meyer, yeah. Maybe that's what Leatherneck should have brought up, the Rick Meyer trade. Well, then I would have had no response. <laughs> ESPN back in a flash 1000. Welcome back, Murph and Fred, ESPN 1000, 9 till noon. Hitting the big story, well, not just the big story of the day for the Bears, biggest story in a number of years, Bears reach agreement to trade for Khalil Mack. The Raiders and the Bears have an agreement in place to trade for pass rusher Khalil Mack. Uh, sources told ESPN's Adam uh, Schefter. Adam evidently broke it first. No surprise there that he would do that. Everyone's jumping on now, and the story is percolating around the league. Uh, still the, to be resolved exactly what the Bears gave back. Appears to be two number ones. I say appears to be two number ones. Yeah, we don't know yet for no, sure. Right? Yeah. And speculation there may be a player involved. And names bantied around, uh, so let's hold back on that. Let's go to the phones, 332-3776. Yurko is going to join us in a few minutes. There's a guy that knows the uh, defensive side of the ball. Sure Freddy. does. Oh, There's boy. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you about picking up a left tackle, <laughs> pushing Pick, him aside. Picking him up in the old days, throwing him down. Yep. Can't do that anymore. You can't throw him down. Well, as a, as a lineman, you probably can think so? Yeah, pick yeah. them up, throw them down. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, you Get them out of the way. You try that, there'll be yellow flags all over the field. Uh, Pedro is next out in Elk Grove Village. Hey, Pedro. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Pedro. Good, how about Pedro. you? Now, just, you're not a Packer fan calling in. You're a Bear fan, right? Oh, yeah. Bear fan, true and true. All right, so you're happy today. Uh, your dauber is up. Whatever that means, that's what Tommy Waddle says. My dauber is up. What are you thinking? What'd you think when you heard the news, Pedro? Uh, I was actually really surprised. Like, uh, Cap said about it multiple times. I was like, yeah, right. This is never going to happen. No shot. No shot. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, oh, Cap just going on what he, you know, when he goes on. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why not? Like, why couldn't we do this? Like, 
they're not talking. They didn't talk to he hasn't talked to Gruden in how long, and they're going to do this. Yeah, like, they talked once. Not, they they've to Gruden and him talked once, and that makes it very difficult. Thanks for that about it. Thanks, Pedro. Thanks for the call, Pedro. Uh, let's see here. David's in uh, Mundo. We're big in Mundelein today, Fred. Second, David. Hello, Murph and Fred. Go. Hi, Murph. David Spada. Hey, Think about David. this, you got. Think about this, you guys. Uh, Fangio had the linebackers job with the Saints in the late '80s, and he had that foursome of Swilling, Von Johnson, Sam Mills, and those guys. Then he goes to the 49ers. He had Alden Smith, uh, Willis. Bowman, this might be his best linebacking crew ever. And, again, those defenses are what carried those teams. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That defense in both places, you're right. Uh, you bring up a great point about the, the Saints and the Niners, and uh, Fangio's done great work. He didn't have much to work with when he first got here. They've made a concerted effort to make sure they improve that defense. This is a huge one, David. Thanks, David. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, David. Up against the clock, let's quick slide in. Uh, Jerko in a couple of minutes. Stick around. Next is... Uh, Simon in Bensonville. Is that you, Simon? Yeah, that's me, uh, Murph. Just uh, very quickly, I think this trade shows the incompetence of Pace. Uh, It's a great player, but he gave up a lot. In this last draft, he had uh, two second-round draft picks. He took James Daniels, which he could have left on the board, and Anthony Miller. And he left Tyquan Lewis, Chad Thomas, and Sam Hubbard, all real good defensive edge rushers. He left them all on the board. And he took uh, James Daniels and Anthony Miller. So now he's got to give up uh, a couple of draft picks and who knows what else and tie all that up. And, uh, you know, we're losing a couple of what could be really great players. But, so on the other really... side of, but on the other side of the coin, then he would have needed an offensive lineman and a uh, wide receiver, right? Well, he could have taken Miller. And then you can get an offensive lineman. Edge rushers are much harder to get than an offensive lineman. Well, he got one. Yeah, now he's got one. So. Now he's got one. You have it at big cost, though. <laughs> All so right. I like the player. I think the player's great, but uh, I think Pace is uh, gotcha. not really that good of a manager. Okay. So that's my that's right. point. All Thanks, right, Simon. Okay. I Bye-bye. like I like Jose Quintana. I think they gave up too much. I mean, Simon I mean, says he doesn't like it. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Yurko, next. If you're on hold, you'll be on the air. We'll start with Kent and Downers Grove. Finally, have a couple lines open. If you tried to get through earlier and got a busy signal. 332-3776, area code 312-332-3776, or vote right now with Khalil Mack. The Bears will now win how many more games than you expected them to win this time yesterday? They're going to win one more, two more, three Should we put zero on there? Maybe we made a mistake. We only have four slots, Fred. Yeah, we only I have four slots. We should have said zero more, one, two, or three, right? But we didn't. We didn't. So one, deal two, with three, it. or four. Yeah. Yurko next, Murph and Fred. Jesse will slide in in about a half hour from Philly. Bears heavy. Big Bears day. You're in the right spot. ESPN 1000. Yes, Bears talk. Phone lines are jumping. Busy Saturday. Bears talk. I mean, come on. The Cubs are in three-and-a-half game lead. You've got the White Sox. Michael Kopech, it rains again on him. He goes three innings and one hit ball. We're talking Bears? What What could have possibly happened that we have to talk Bears? We were, we were going to do a whole segment today, which we, this is now in the ash can. Chicago Got to be careful when you say that. I know. Chicago yeah. starting pitching. I'm talking about all 10, right? Hamels, Lester, Hendricks, Quintana. 
Montgomery, Giolito, Kopech, Rodon, Lopez, Shields. I mean, the best 10 starting pitchers we've seen in this town at one time, maybe ever. And I was even going to compare them to the Yankees-Mets, their top 10. Uh-huh. This is cities with two teams, right? Oakland and the Giants, the Dodgers and the Angels. The Chicago right now has the best 10 starting pitchers of any of the two team towns. But we're not getting to that today because you, know no. you know who said he'd call in? A guy that's played defense in yes. the National Football League? Yes. Some Ch- people hate when they say National Football League. It's, it's the one, the only. I love it. John Yurkovich, and he's out with Murph and Fred, who's probably playing on golfing, but maybe it's raining in Indiana. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I'll come on with the guys for a couple minutes. I see him once a year also at the holiday party. Great to talk with him right now with Fred Huebner alongside. Yurko, good morning. How you doing, man? Good morning, guys. And what I'm doing is watching Chelsea and Bournemouth play this fine morning. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing. No golf. Already had breakfast this early a.m. Uh-huh. So I'm feeling fresh and frisky, and now I'm feeling a whole lot better because the Bears' defense that was already good mm. is a whole lot better today with Khalil Mack. So I, I heard the news, and uh, the OC actually, Billy Ochefka, texted me. He goes, "Kid, Khalil Mack!" <laughs> exclamation point. And I'm like, what? And then I started going on Twitter, and I started hearing the buzz in the news. And I'm like, hey, it's a Bears defense that's suddenly better with a legitimate pass pressure, hmm. not a question mark in Leonard Floyd. So I'm excited for the Bears defense and what they're going to do for this team. But the big mystery still now is the Bears offense. Right. And what will they provide for the season? Eric, when people were talking about Khalil Mack, did you even think – you know, the Bears would make the effort and make an attempt to bring him in. A lot of people, obviously, you know what Khalil Mack is, a guy that with double-digit sacks three years in a row. But did you think this organization was going to make the step? Well, it made a lot of sense, and it just depended upon where they thought they were. You know, where do the Bears believe they are? Okay. And we haven't been able to see their offense because Nagy feels a whole lot better than than the rest of Chicago does because we haven't been able to see what Trubisky's all about. But obviously, he feels good. They must see something for them to have decided, hey, let's get this guy. This guy will help solidify the defense. This guy will help get us, you know, this team off the football field and bring the offense back onto the football field. So for one reason or another, they're feeling very, very frisky uh, about what they see offensively. So to me, this is a good sign for the Chicago Bears. They like what they see. Um, they're willing to go ahead and trade away two first-round picks. As long as those first-round picks are in the 20s, yeah, in the, in the next two years, right, I don't right. mind as much. I don't mind as much. But if those first-round picks end up being a 7 and a 10, Not so then, yeah, that becomes a little bit of a problem because then Khalil Mack didn't have the impact he was supposed to have. Leave it to Yurko to distill it right down. And that's, I mean, I couldn't have said it better, Fred. Yeah. That's exactly right. They better be picking 18 or 20 or 22 or higher or lower if you look at it that way. John uh, Yurkovich, don't miss Carmen and Yurko Monday through Friday. I never miss it. Noon till two. All right, Fred, we're talking to a guy that knows the front seven on defense as well as anybody. Miss a little, miss a lot if you don't hear Yurko breaking it down. John, from the front seven defense point of view, what does a guy like Vic Fangio now, you know, the mad scientist that, in a good way, you know, mad scientist that he can be, now that he's got, you know, the anchor, call him what you want now at the left outside linebacker, 
How does that allow a Vic Fangio to take the other six guys and be free now to to be more creative uh, overall? You know, I know it's a big question, but you know that type of answer better than anybody. Well, what it allows is the other guys in the you know the other guys on the field, the other front seven players, to have a little bit more freedom out there because they're no longer the focus on any specific play. The focus on every specific play now will be Khalil Mack to make sure that he doesn't cause problems. So that focus from the other team's offense on the defense, now all of a sudden Leonard Floyd becomes a better player. Leonard Floyd becomes a better player because he's no longer theoretically the best player on the defense, which he never was to begin with. But I guess he was the main passing threat for the Chicago Bears. So now he lines up opposite side of Khalil Mack. And their focus is let's make sure the doubles on Mac, and if we're going to single anybody, we'll single Leonard Floyd. He'll never draw a double team again. Uh, it makes a guy like uh, uh, Hicks in the middle that much more effective. Uh, if you put a blitzing package together, you know they're worried about Mac. They're not worried about the rest of the guys. So it allows the other guys to have a little bit more freedom uh, and to take the attention off of them. It's like playing with Reggie White. Yeah. For the focus on Reggie and stopping Reggie, everybody else gets to just beat one-on-ones. And you pretty much then dictate to their offense what they've got to do with the slide protection or max protection or what they're going to end up doing because the focus is always going to have to be on him. A move like this theoretically makes the secondary better, too, right? Because there's well, less because time the for the quarterback. Pressure, yeah. Freddie, the more pressure you get on the, on the quarterback, uh, the less the guys have to cover. Right. And the more they realize that uh, most of the time it's going to be a first-move situation, not a double-move situation, because if they wait too long, they're going to find themselves in trouble. So, yeah, this makes your defensive secondary better because, in theory, this guy's going to be all over the quarterback. And if they're going to, you know, if they're going to try to complete passes, then things are going to have to come out quick. So it makes an offense usually more predictable. So that's what you're looking for is, you know, take away options for offenses. Once they go to the air, a guy running a slant, you don't expect them to run a sluggo because if they do run one of them longer patterns, you expect your pass rush to be getting the quarterback and causing pressure. So you can play things a little bit more short to deep than having to play deep to short. Final couple minutes. Appreciate a busman's holiday today. John Yurkovich, uh, Carmen, and, and Yurko, of course, Monday through Friday, uh, noon to two. The uh, I remember Buddy Ryan years ago used to say, "If I can't get to the quarterback with four men, I'll send five. If I can't get to him with five, I'll send six. If I can't get to him six, I'll send seven. Now that was the old seven-step drop day, though. And now we had a caller earlier, Fred. Uh, remember, he said, uh, "Well, you know what." Uh, he didn't have that many sacks last year, only ten. Yeah, ten and, and a half. And uh, then he, the caller mentioned, you go, you know, well, they get rid of, and Fred did, the, they get rid of the ball quicker now. Here's the, the, is the, is the, is the pass rush from the edge less valuable now than it was 5, 10, 20 years ago with the quick releases and the quick drops? Well, I mean, obviously uh, your pass rush had more of an impact before because it was seven- to five-step drops. Yeah, there are a lot more three-step drops. But anybody that's watched the Rams play and has seen the effect that Aaron Donald has had on any offense that has to go against them, so once the quarterback has to put a clock in his brain to, to say, hey, now because I'm playing this team with this player, I've got to be able to, I've got to get rid of the ball. And the minute he hits that back foot and he's going to throw and that person's covered, now panic starts to set into a quarterback, and I don't know how good he, a, a, it doesn't matter how good a quarterback is. 
You've seen Tom Brady put the clock in his head. Uh-huh. When Atlanta was all over him, he put a clock in his head. And that first half, he was absolutely pitiful in that Super Bowl. Now, whatever he decided going into that second half, when things turned around, it was him deciding, hey, I'd better be able to ignore all this stuff because I've got to become a better player. And he's the one that started ignoring the fact that that pass rush was coming after him. But every quarterback puts a clock in his own head. And when that happens, that's when the defense starts to win. What that's can, when they start to win. What can, uh, you know, the addition of Mack with Mack on one side, Floyd on the other when he's, you know, ready to go, uh, what can they do for the interior linemen? You know, those interior three, the Hicks, the Bullard, and uh, the Goldman. What can those three well, I expect? I would say you set up, you could set up stunts a little bit more if you can dictate which way the slide's going to go. You know, you slide to the tight end, you slide away from the tight end. That's two ways that they protect. And usually what they do is they take three-on-three, three-on-two uh, and three-on-two. That's how they like the block. So they'll take a, a guard, uh, the center guard, and um, the center, the guard, and the tackle, and the off guard. They'll all slide one direction, right? right. And uh, those three, the guard center will have, those three will have two people. Then if there's a blitzer, then they pick up the blitzer with the extra man. The backside is the, the backside guard, the tackle, and the running back. So those three will be responsible for the backside, too, plus if there's a blitzer coming off the backside. So it would be six on six and two guys with a blitzer. Right? When you can dictate which way the slide is going to go, because it's always going to go to back, because you want big on bigs. Right. So if you can dictate which way the slide is going to go, then you can start running stunts you know, into that slide, from the backside of that slide. That way your loopers are coming around and guys are getting picked off. So that's the one thing I, I could draw it for you. I can draw it better than I can explain it. Yeah, but you get to run stunts, and your stunts become more effective because you're not running them into the slide; you're running them with the slide. You're talking so, about yeah, you're talking about running stunts. And there's one guy that I work with on Sundays, right, that sits here and he couldn't believe the Bears over the last couple of years haven't run more yeah. stunts. And uh, you know, McMichael says it all the time. That's how they became the defense they were. They were yeah. running stunts constantly, and maybe now with with Mac there, this, this defense will be able to run a few more. But anytime I'm a defensive lineman, what I'm trying to do is be a little bit unpredictable. And if I can make an offensive line hesitate just a little bit, then I give myself a chance to win. Sure. Because the hardest thing to do in football is to physically manhandle and physically beat up on somebody. That's the hardest thing to do. What you can do is cause confusion, confusion and cause hesitation. If you can cause confusion and hesitation, then you give yourself a chance to really be successful. You know, so that's, that's what you're looking for. And nothing worse than offensive linemen going back to the huddle with their hands in the air going, what happened? What happened? Or they're pounding their chest with their hand going, my fault, it's my fault. That's what you want. You want confusion. Then when they get into the huddle, they got to get to the sideline. Then they got to communicate it out. they got to look at pictures. they got to watch video. And then you come back on the field, and they're not starting to wonder, well, what the hell are these guys going to do now? What are they going to bring at us now? I mean, that's when you put yourself down into the mind of the other team. That's when you give yourself a real chance to be successful. Fred, I love but you. But this is all, guys, this is all predicated on this offense being good, though. And none of us know if this offense is good or not. We, don't, we haven't it's seen not it. It's been done in a game. Yeah, and it hasn't yeah. happened in a game. So we're all still waiting. It's great they got Khalil Mack. I wish they didn't have to give up two first-rounders and something else. I don't know what else is going over there. But if it's horrendous, Grasso, they can have them. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Horanis.
No, yeah, no, horrendous. No, I, I call them horrendous. No, no, I yeah. love it. That's what, <laughs> I, I just like to sit on you know, the big on big, the sluggo, the slide. I love listening yeah. to, to Yurko, uh, John Yurkovich, uh, Carmen Yurko, everybody, Monday through Friday, noon till 2. Last thing here, we'll spring you uh, on your uh, leisurely uh, well, Saturday. Yeah, because there's another game coming up a little bit later on. He probably wants to see Man City destroy was in Newcastle <laughs> today, right? Yeah, they play Newcastle United with Mitrovic up front, but I've been watching Bundesliga this morning. For some reason or another, BN Network has been taken off, and I got Real Madrid playing Leganes at one uh, thirty. so I'm a little bit disappointed I got no BN Network right now. Yeah, I, I talked to a guy at BN, they said they're working on it. Hey. Yeah, well, they better work on it quick because I'm perturbed right now. Hey, John, one, one quickie. Uh, appreciate your personal time. You're talking about the quarterback clock in his head. A general manager, he has a clock in his head also. Okay, I'm oh, on yeah. my third year, my fourth year. So how much do you think that was, uh, I don't know, maybe this is an unfair, but it had to be in the clock in Ryan Pace's head. You know what? I don't want to wait two more years. Another first round next year could be a bust. You never know. Maybe we'll finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Now we're down to the 16th pick. Then the next year, I'm going to strike now. I'm going to get this guy. The general manager, tell us, because uh, you, you know the business side of football as well as all the X's and O's, and you're an expert at both when I listen to you all the time. How much of the clock in his head uh, is a ticking for Ryan Pace? And does that tie into maybe, or does he say, it's time to make this move right now? He's just looking at the team. Hey, listen, nine months ago, nobody would have said Khalil Mack would ever become available. Right. He would have never have become available. Gruden gets hired, and all of a sudden, for one reason or another, he becomes available, and there's a chance to take a stab at a guy. You, There's not many chances in this game because of uh, the franchise tag, where you can get a premier pass rusher. There's not that many chances. This kid's 27 years old. He turned 27 in February. So you'll get him for 27 if you re-sign him, 28, 29, 30, 31. You'll get him for five great years where he's still playing high-quality football. That doesn't come around very often. So is it his own internal clock? Uh, he might recognize the fact of exactly where he is. He just signed a new contract, so he's got a little bit of security. You know, he's got some security there for himself. But nobody knew Mack was going to become available. So if you get a chance and you get an opportunity, you make a move on him. I don't think John Gruden has done himself any favors today. I don't know what Gruden's doing over there. Maybe, you know, I don't know what the reason and the rationale is. Right. But they're getting great value back for Mack. You know, and they're going to get future cost control with first-round picks. You know, especially where they're, you know, hopefully where they're going to end up picking. They're still going to get quality players. There's quality players there, and they're available. But you know, they're getting great value back. Uh, the Bears are getting somebody that's very valuable that nobody ever thought was going to be available. So I think it's a win-win. Is Ryan Pace? You know, does he have the clock going on in his brain? Does he see the fans going through the hourglass? Mm. I'm sure he does. But again. You can have the great. You can have the number one ranked defense in the league. If you don't have an offense that can at least partly match that, then you're going to have a little bit of a problem. So, it's all predicated on Trubisky, the biggest question mark out there. Carmen and Yurko, Monday through Friday, miss a little, miss a lot, noon till two. John, great to talk with you. Thanks for jumping on on uh, on your day off there. All your listeners and uh, fans on Saturday who maybe don't hear you much, appreciate your time. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. 
And anytime you guys need me, just make a phone call. I'd be more than happy to come on Saturday morning. Anytime. Sounds great. Yuri. Okay, how about next week about 10 o'clock? <laughs> Thanks, John. No, no problem. But I'll be on the, the next week. I'll be on the 10th hole. There you go. I love it. I love it. All right, John. Thanks, Thanks Eric. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Uh, John Yurkovich, yeah. Carmen and Yurkovich. He brought up a great point, too, about nobody could realize or think that John Gruden going over to the Raiders, yeah. and you're going to make the Raiders an organization that's going to come back to the top, uh, trade a guy that's one of the top defensive players in the league. Peter King uh, just put a tweet out there. He said, even the franchise's flagship player can't hide his disgust at the Khalil Mack trade. Insanity. And Derek Carr is who he's talking about, the quarterback for the Raiders. The quarterback for the Raiders tweeted two words. He said, no way. Wow. Shows you with a quarterback that leads the Oakland Raiders how upset he is, and I'm sure the rest of the Raider uh, group, as they get back to practice today, I can just imagine they see, because they probably heard this rumor going that, you know, but they figure, how can the team, when they're trying to go to the top of their division, not bring in and sign and work a deal out for the best player, the best defensive player, one of them in the league. They didn't do it. They made a deal with the Bears. On that note, uh, ESPN.com, uh, the first story they filed this morning, says uh, Khalil Mack, the number 5 overall pick in the 2014 draft, missed training camp. All right. He also stayed away from the Raiders' voluntary off-season training program, okay, and held out of the team's mandatory three-day mini-camp in June. Listen to this. Raiders coach John Gruden, hired in January, has yet to meet Mac. Yeah. That's never a good thing, no. is it? No. Yeah. Unbelievable. Three three two three seven seven six. Murph and Fred. All teams get down to fifty three man roster today. The Bears are slowly but surely, uh, you know, it's leaking out that the Bears have put a couple of guys and waved a couple of guys. Guys who don't even know their no, names. Probably won't be many surprises, but if no. there are, and when the names are official, yeah, we'll let you know. We'll, they they we'll won't make it know. official till later. But every once in a while, the Bears uh, beat reporters will get an idea because they'll talk to the players. And there's a couple of guys, an offensive lineman, Brandon Green, and a wide yeah. receiver named Ayers. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll keep you up to date. 53-man rosters come out today at 3 o'clock. Everyone on hold, we will get right to you. Don and uh, Kent will start with you two guys, 3323776. But let's take a look and see what uh, the fans are saying on the Murph and Fred Fan Focus Group Twitter poll. Uh, do you like the trade, yes or no? Uh, with Khalil Mack, the Bears will now win how many more games than you thought they would this time yesterday? One more, two more, three more, four or more, more, <laughs> what? Or the uh, third one on the board in the NFC North, the Bears will end the season in, well, we have four uh, characters we can fill for, uh, multiple choice. So you know what this is leading up to. In the NFC North, the Bears will now end the season, in your opinion, First place, second place, third place, fourth place. Let's bring in Felix the Cat. Felix, let's get a feel on the first two. They've been up a couple hours now, so we have a good representation. Do you like the trade for the Bears, yes or no? I guess that's not the most uh, head-scratching, thought-provoking, but it's the question that must be asked. Can we guess, Fred? I'm going, I'm, I'm going single digits on no. 
okay, I'm going yeah. single digit one, if that's okay. such a thing. Okay. I'm going 99 to one because there's some people voting up in Wisconsin. What the fans say, yes or no, they like the trade, Felix. So we're at 94% yes. Uh, Fred was closer and than I 6% no. All right, Fred, you won. Single that digits. One. You were right. Uh, this gets more interesting now. With sort of like baseball's war, wins above replacement. Now with Khalil Mack, the Bears will win how many more games uh, than you thought they would win uh, this time yesterday? One more, two more, three more, four more. Uh, we asked Tom Waddle. He, he said one. He said one. Yeah. Uh, we've had fans call in, say zero, one, and, and two. Uh, let's see, we did not ask Cap. Oh, wait, but Cap volunteered none. I don't I remember. No, Cap, well, he, he, for him, because he's already has him. He's already so. got him at nine. Right, so. so. Yeah, he didn't, he, he ignored it. He ignored it. He was, well. he had soap in his eyes. He couldn't, he couldn't hear. <laughs> he had soap in his eyes. He couldn't hear. I don't know how that makes sense, but it does. Soap in his ears and he couldn't see. Yeah. Oh, uh, what did the fans say there, Felix the Cat? All right, so with Khalil Mack, the Bears will win how many more games this season? I'm going to go with the lowest. The lowest is 12%, one. We have 25%, four or more. 30% is at three. And then with the lead, 33% with two. That's where I would have went. Gotta love it. I would have went two. Thanks, Felix. Let's go to a couple minutes away from Jesse Rogers. Then we'll be right back on the Bears beat big time. Uh, But Jesse will be with us soon from Philly. Let's go next to Don uh, in the Austin neighborhood. Hey, Don. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, you know, I woke up this morning feeling like a kid on Christmas, man. I'm proud of my organization this morning as a uh, Chicago Bear, man. First, I had wanted to uh, touch down on, man, basically Pace. I don't know why he's getting so much slack. I understand the draft picks and all that. And, of course, you know, I'm a pseudo-analyst with this, you know, because, of course, I'm a fan. But it's like, okay, if you look at Vic Vangio, you have to satisfy him. They basically gave him uh, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, and Aldis Smith all over again. You know, with the with the front, if you look at uh, Khalil Mack, uh, Team Hicks, uh, Danny Trevathan, and then eventually Roquan Smith. So I don't have a problem with that. I would take consistency over a gamble any day. I mean, they, everybody's arguing about the first-round picks. Okay, fine. Now, um, what players coming out of college that you can guarantee mm. is going to give you the same output right. as Khalil Mack? Bingo. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, would would you you know would you give him up for two first round picks if it was uh, what Kevin White and uh, who was the other first round pick? I mean, first round picks don't always work out. Here's a guy that's got double digit sacks three years in a row, Don, and I think it was an awesome move for a defense that was good last year. Okay, they were seventh in sacks and eighth, I think, in in passing and ninth in scoring and things like that. Now you expect those numbers to go up when you with the addition of a guy like that. Great call, Don. Thanks. Call again. Thanks, Don. Grove is Kent next. Kent, jump in. Go. Morning, Murph. Fred, how you doing? Hey. Doing well, Kent. Uh, reason I'm calling, I'm gonna I'm gonna give props to George McCaskey. I'm looking at it a little different light. When uh, Rocky Words came in, you know, the Blackhawks were a laughing stock. He said we're gonna turn it around, and he did. And the Ricketts, of course, they said the same thing. They brought in Epstein and Hoyer, and they made it happen. This is the first time I remember the uh, charter franchise, the NFL, actually acting like the charter franchise, the NFL. Uh, Most of the people were shocked at the move because it's just not Bears-like. We haven't seen anything like this in forever. But uh, George came in after they fired Trestman and said, we're going to make this better. And give Pace credit. 
He made a big move last year with the Trubisky, and at least they have hope at the offense, whereas in the past they didn't. And then this move today, that's just completely out of left field. It's it's huge. So I salute the Bears, and uh, I think all the fans are pretty excited about it today. I, yeah, I recognize so this voice. Is this my old buddy, Kent? Kent the Illini guy, yeah. yeah. Kent the Illini guy, Fred, back from the old, old days. There you go. Hey, Kent, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Good luck to the Illini today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good for the orange and blue all around. You yeah, got, hey, nicely nice. done. Nicely done. That's yep. Kent the Illini guy. There we go. Oh, good guy. Used to play softball up in Winnetka Park District with Kent. Murph and Fred, we're going to let Jesse Rogers have a few minutes if you're on hold talking bears. You know, Jesse, you'll probably want to talk about Khalil Mack. We'll get back to you if you're on hold talking bears or vote. And our ongoing Twitter polls, a lot of Bears questions up right now. Vote at ESPN 1000, back in a flash. Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, back together on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. A busy day, glad you're with us. Murph and Fred, every Saturday, 9 till noon. We're going to take a, a quick uh, veer. Uh, we're going to run like an, a jet sweep, as they say now. You know, the old end around became a jet sweep, well, right? Well, yeah, because a veer was an offense, too. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. right. So I'm so, uh, going to shoehorn in a few minutes of uh, uh, Jesse Rogers. We uh, know the White Sox have been incredibly hot. Fred went on a, went on vacation. Yeah. The Sox got hot. Yeah, I go to Germany, and all of a sudden, look what happens. They start winning. So I had a beer for them every time they won. And I even had a beer when they didn't win. I had a beer when they didn't play. <laughs> I love it. It's Saturday. He's going to be at the ballpark. But I said, no, 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 we got to get Jesse in here. You got to talk first place Cub baseball. Well, they're not as much in first place as they were a day ago. No. The but... Brewers and the Cardinals win yesterday. Yep. Cardinals now three and a half back. Milwaukee four and a half back. So much going on. Let's say hi to Jesse Rogers. Jesse! Good morning, boys. How are we doing back there? Everything's fine. Everybody's Great. jacked up about some uh, a major Bears story. And I know yep. you're a lifelong Chicagoan and uh, Bears fan. We related this a little bit, at least I did. I think Fred agrees. When the uh, when Theo Epstein made the acquisition of uh, John Lester, the Cubs had finished in fifth place, last place uh, the year prior. I think it would have been 2014 or maybe right. a year off, whatever. And uh, sort of the same feel. The Bears finished last. They've been in fourth place, what, three, four, five years in a row, give or take, in the uh, uh, NFC uh, Central. It it really showed something when the Cubs and Theo and you know who pulled the checkbook out, Tom Ricketts, when they brought in a six-year major contract with John Lester. Uh, how did that to relate to our story today, Jesse, with the Bears, how did that feel or what did that do to the Bears organization? I'm sorry, the Cubs organization around all of baseball. They went, hey, the Cubs are getting serious. That's what they're hoping, fans are hoping we're hoping about the Bears, you know. Yes, absolutely. It's a great point. It really is because I, I remember at Joe Madden's press conference at the Cubby Bear, 
I remember, now that was November before they had signed Lester or anybody else. I remember going on Sports Talk Live from there with Kaplan, you know, the, the, on, on TV. And he asked a roundtable of us Cub people about, you know, are they going to sign a big name? Are they going to sign even John Lester? I think his name was brought up. And we all said no. And, and the point, and we all got it wrong. The point being, you know, now it seems silly. Cubs will sign anybody out there, right? They're spending money. They'll take a free agent, whatever the case. But that, that first leap you make is so hard to see sometimes. And think about all the experts that came on this week um, uh, that said, oh, they're not going to get Khalil Mack. And the fans, I'm sure, too, right? Oh, they're not going to get Khalil Mack. Because you can't, sometimes you don't see that first move. And then when it happens, all of a sudden, you've arrived as an organization. And then any move after that doesn't seem that outlandish. Any trade you make, and we've seen Theo make those. Any signing you make, and we've seen Theo make many of those. It seems all, this is who we are now. And so, yes, I think you're right. It, it, it puts you in a different status within the league, with your fans, everything. This is who the Bears are now, hopefully. And maybe the win, hopefully the wins follow, and then you add on to it, and you know, so on and so forth. So, yes, I think there is meaning when you make that first big move. And for the Bears, maybe that move was drafting Trubisky, but that's different. This, this is a bold, you know, because you're losing draft picks and all that stuff, you know, it's a bold uh, free agent slash trade type of move that we've seen the Cubs make over and over. But when you make that first one, sometimes it's hard for everybody to see it except for those inside the organization. Well, I mentioned Fred about an hour ago, and uh, uh, maybe it's time now for the uh, White Sox to do the John Lester move, the Khalil Mack move. Fred, uh, Manny Machado, or something like that, or is it a year too soon? Or? No, I think going after Manny Machado now makes complete sense. I've heard other people say, it doesn't make sense, you're not ready to win yet. Well, you don't wait until you're ready to win, necessarily. You get him right before you're ready to win. I and mean, He helps you get to be ready to win and I thought you know I know that that's still in the mind of the White Sox and they've hey, got one look, guy that is my point Murph if you wait then it's then it would be no surprise oh yeah it's time we go get John Lester it's time we get Mac we just won nine games ten games it's time to get Machado two years no that's the point you do do it now and especially the White Sox we've been talking about this all year they do need a couple veterans to show the way, also to help them win games. But they don't, they don't have as many veterans to show the way as maybe the Cubs did in their rebuild. But, but you also go ahead and make that leap because you know that you can go from 100 losses to 90 wins in one season in baseball. You can do it. The Cubs did it, basically. Now, I'm not saying the Sox will, but you, you won't know until you actually try and bring sure. in some guys that can help you do it. The, the White Sox are starting to remind me of the Cubs in, in the second half of 14, as you mentioned. Rick Renteria had a good record in the second half of 14. That's why the Cubs came out and publicly backed him until Madden became available. I, I feel like Carlos Rodon has... I thought he was like the first guy to sort of start making that leap. Yep. Maybe Giolito as well, Fred. You know, where, where they started to turn some sort of a corner, now you've got to back those guys up with some talent going into next year. Well, the frustrating thing about I mean, I know we're going to talk Cubs in a second. The frustrating thing about Giolito is he did this last year in the last month and a half of the season. He was one of the he, – he had the seventh best ERA in the American League the last month and a half of the season last year. Now he's doing it again. Uh, you you got to pitch well for the first three and a half months of the season. True. In order but to, you, you agree, know. Rodon. You agree, Rodon oh, yeah. has shown something here. Um, There's no doubt. You know what? He's finally healthy. Uh, he sat out long enough. Everybody was worried about him. He's healthy. He's going out there, and he's you know he's a workhorse. He just goes out out there and plays. And he's also one of those guys. He's got kind of like the Lester personality. And I'm not comparing him to Lester's ability sure. right now. 
maybe he gets there eventually. But he's a bulldog. He's a guy that doesn't want to be taken out. He's a guy that's going to show his frustration on the hill if there's a bad call or if something happens. And uh, he's shown over the last couple of weeks. He pitches tonight, but he's shown over the last couple of weeks what he can bring. Here's a note from uh, Carlos uh, Rodon, White Sox lefty, uh, first-round pick of a few years ago after his Monday uh, victory. Rodon delivered, listen to this, Jesse, his ninth straight quality start. That was Monday. A White Sox says six to two went over the Yankees. He has a one point eight four one eight four ERA in that stretch of nine games. Now they see uh, starting pitching developing in the last uh, week or two. As I mentioned, ever since Fred went out of town, yep. the White Sox all of a sudden now Kopech with the three starts. Everyone's watching. Two of them uh, guaranteed rain. Park yeah, was, the, uh, right field. was the Sun-Times headline today. Yeah. Uh, Kopech last night. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Giolito the night before. Lopez back. He was part of the Adam Eaton deal, I believe, from the uh, Nationals. Uh, so Shields is the fifth guy. But the Cubs rotation also, Jesse, I have the, uh, the cities with two teams. The Yankees-Mets, A's, uh, Giants, and the Dodgers, Angels, Cubs, and White Sox. The Chicago starting 10 right now. Giolito, Kopech, Rodon, Lopez, Shields. Hamels, Lester, uh, uh, Hendricks, and uh, who am I forgetting here? Quintana. Quintana, thanks, guys. Montgomery. And Montgomery. Sorry, fellas, thanks. And uh, right now, the 10 starting pitchers in Chicago all doing the job. But uh, And Quintana. Cubs starting. Cubs starting pitching the last 15 games, 242 ERA. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. But, Jesse, the fans want to know, Jesse Rogers in Philadelphia will get back on the Bears beat in a little bit. Sylvie, he wants to call in in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll have Dan Shanka from our lads. But, Jesse, uh, the fans want to know about the uh, September 1st rosters now expand and the uh, injured guys. So what do we have on uh, Chris Bryant and Addison Russell to start? the ball rolling, please. Sure. Both are going to be activated today, unless Russell had any sort of a setback. But I saw him go into Joe Madden's office after the game, and it sounded positive uh, coming out of there. So Bryant will be activated. I I, I think Bryant's going to bat fifth. This is my educated guess here to start this thing. Uh, Eventually maybe move back up to to the two-hole. But Madden likes his top four right now, especially Zobris behind uh, Rizzo. But we know Zobris doesn't play every day. So that's going to be a work in progress. But Bryant will be activated and play. Russell will only be used as a, as a late-inning replacement, partly because of his injuries, also partly because I don't think they can find at-bats for him right now. You've got to keep Daniel Murphy in there, and you've got to find a place for Bryant. So those two are in. I think we'll see a couple other pitchers at no confirmation. I mean, there's not that many on the 40 that, that you're going to bring up. I mean, um, Rob Z from the left side you could bring up. Uh, James Norwood had a nice little run earlier. Now, the, the question are guys like Alec Mills and Dwayne Underwood, Murph. What do you do with them? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you bring them up here? Do you keep them in Arizona ready in case you need to start from them? So a couple question marks there, but you'll see two or three extra pitchers up here. Bobby Wilson will join the team on Tuesday, so they'll add the third catcher because he he's on the DL until then. Um, I don't know if about like uh, Mike Freeman, the shortstop, they'd have to add him to the 40-man, and now that Russell's back, less of a need for right, him. Right. 
that's that's one guy. And Mark Zagunis' spot on the 40-man could be in jeopardy. I don't think they need him in the outfield. They don't have enough at-bats for most of these guys. And remember, they, they, they uh, Terrence Gore, they're going to want to bring up as well. So Zagunis could be a candidate for a DFA at this point. Yeah, Terrence Gore, the uh, pinch runner, uh, not really an outfielder that you'd want to put in for defense. But know, Rick Sutcliffe said uh, last yesterday that he's a guy that can actually go get it if he needs to. Uh, but you don't need – why would you ever need to put him in the outfield? I don't, I don't think – you would. know, he's a fly guy, but he only has ever played – he only plays left field. So sounds like they hide him out there. Uh, Drew Smiley, the under-the-radar left-handed starting pitcher who's uh, coming back from under the knife, looks like he's in the mix. Uh, any chance of Drew Smiley uh, coming uh, into play here in September? Definitely, definitely. I mean, he pitched one inning in South Bend, struck out the side. He's going to have to do that a few more times, maybe even build up to two innings. Not going to start. No chance of starting. Right, right. But if he can, if he can build up where he can pitch every other day in inning, or whatever, you know what I mean. He he's getting there, but probably another ten days or so for him. And if all goes well, another ten days, fifteen for for Brandon Morrow. I mean, and that's not because they're waiting for an injury. I think they're just waiting for the last couple weeks of the season. You know, just to unleash Morrow right. for two weeks to get him sharp, and for for three weeks or whatever in October. That's basically it. I don't think he's really injured at this point they just know that he he doesn't have that many bullets in his arm this year so it's kind of a weird situation i could see morrow being activated after this uh uh road trip basically how tough is that going in how tough how tough is that going in when you're bringing your closer and you know you're you're saying well we're gonna let him wait until it's just a couple weeks ago in the season i mean if something fails i mean then what then what do you do well you go also, back to stroke and, and also if the league goes down to one game or a half game <laughs> right. morrow's in there that's probably but that's what jesse's saying not to be used until needed, right? I guess so. Break glass when needed, right? <laughs> Fred, you're not wrong. It is not ideal at all. It's not how you'd map it out, but this is the best they got right now, and, and they, they could use them, even if it is one game every three days. They could use them just to add that, that fire at the back end, but we don't know how sharp he's going to be. He's not going to close right away, so it, it it's almost like you can't expect much out of Brandon Moore, and if he gives it to you, great. So that's why you continue to give experience in innings to Strope, Edwards, Ciszek, even Wilson in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. I think those are yeah. those are important moments. This is not going to be. There's going to be some nail biting in the playoffs if Brandon Morrow is not available. There's no doubt because Joe's going to have to mix and match. Boy, is he going to get second guessed. Uh, it'd be great if a, a formula merged guys where Ciszek was seven, Edwards eight. You know, Wilson for one batter in the eighth or ninth, and then Strope. But I'm not sure that pattern's going to emerge because it's just a little shaky back there. You never know what you're going to get. So Jesse's saying it appears uh, all signs point to Bryant returning, maybe batting in the five hole. So uh, let's take a quick look before we spring uh, Jesse. But I got one question for him before he leaves. I got Jesse. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) I I got nothing to do. Uh, I know you're. That's all I got. Cheesecake. You're in Philadelphia. There you go. Right. Wasn't it W.C. Fields? I spent a month one day in Philadelphia. Right. Uh, here's, right. The, here's the batting order we're uh, projecting tonight. Murphy again leads off. Baez again bats number two. Rizzo stays in the three hole. Zobrist, uh, though he needs a one day every three days off or four. Zobrist batting cleanup. Bryant in the five hole, followed by Schwarber, then followed by Contreras. 
and then the pitcher in Almora in the uh, bottom uh, two holes. But, Jesse, I hear a lot of chatter about Bryant maybe in right field. So, Bo- I don't want Bryant in right field. That's just me. He has what's apparently a, a minor tear in the left shoulder. No one reports what it is, but it's that's what I hear, and that's what it's got to be. I don't want him running around in the outfield making diving catches out there. Murph, at third base, you got to sometimes dive to your left for a grounder. I understand that. Jesse, uh, did you start this right field uh, rumor? Maybe it's true. What do you think? I don't think I started it, I, 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 and I don't think he'll start there tonight because I don't think you're wrong. You want to get him settled in there. But I, I, here's the rumor I did start yesterday. <laughs> I, think, I think Joe, at some point this month, is going to try Daniel Murphy at third base. I think he's going to do it, especially with Russell back um, and the, the ability, for, you know, Bodie's a natural second baseman. I think he wants to see how it feels having the best defense up the middle, Brian and Wright, especially with Hayward down right now, and Murphy at third. Won't happen tonight. But I think there's a chance that could happen. So at some point, Murph, he's going to play some right field. Forget Murphy, just to get Bodie back in the lineup. And I don't think Bodie's any sort of everyday starter in the playoffs. I think Bodie's going to get folded back into into the right-handed pinch hitting duties. We know he can handle the pressure. Lestel will be the left-handed guy, and that's that's their roles. But he'll still get a few starts down the stretch. So I, it's just... There, there, there's too many guys for, for Bryant not to play outfield a little bit. But mm. you're not wrong. Right. If he dives and hurts something, we're all going to be screaming, and I'll say Mike Murphy was the first one yeah. to say it. Okay, I, my Thank question... You. You talked to Butter, you talked to Butterfield, at their, you know, the third base coach. Does he have a soft-spoken voice? Or is he a loud um, voice? Is he is a, an authoritative voice? I, you know, when I just talk to him, it's, soft, it's kind of soft. Okay. But it's normal. It's okay. normal. The only reason I ask is... I watched the replay yesterday, and mm-hmm. I like my ball players to put their heads down and run hard, and that's exactly right. what Tommy Lastella did. But there was only one out. <laughs> now you would have thought that a lot of people are going to say, "Well, Butterfield should have been yelling for him to go back." So that's why I ask because Lastella put his head down. He never looked up at the third base coach until he almost got to third base because he was he was chugging along trying to get there. What yeah. the hell happened? Don't know. Tommy wasn't. Uh, he had family here, so he left early. Didn't get a chance to talk to Butterfield. We'll find out today whether he forgot how many outs there were, or thought the ball was easily going to be a hit. It looked like he forgot how many outs there were. Yeah. But I will ask Brian: Were you yelling? Were you as stunned as everybody? I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it today, Fred. I'll tweet it out for you. I just could not get to it last. Listen, time. I'm, I'm here tomorrow by myself, so you, maybe I can get okay. you back on tomorrow. We can talk about. Uh, it. He forgot definitely how many bone, outs. He definitely for, a boneheaded play. He though, forgot no how many outs there were, and the third base coach should be. You're going one out, one out, and you look over. You hold it, your first finger up. You he may bad. have. He may have. Maybe Tommy was thinking about twenty-one pinch hits, a new Cub record. The other thing is, Bodie cannot hit. He can hit a mistake like Sandberg. Sandberg was an MVP hitting mistake, so it's not negative to say that. But he's got too many holes in his swing. And let me ask you this. I hate people talking about the 25-man roster if they make the playoffs on on August 31st. (laughs) But everybody lists, including me until yesterday and you and everybody and the cow who jumped over the moon. Oh, you got Hap. You got, wait, Hap can't hit right now and Hap can't field right now. Why is he a lockeroo for the 25th man? I think it's a great question. Um, the only reason he wouldn't make it, just like the Lestelle argument, would be Terrence Gore. Otherwise, he can make it and everybody else can make it. So 
I think they're going to go with the 14 we can assume. You know, the 12 that broke camp, plus Daniel Murphy, plus David Bodie. I think they're going to go that route. No, they're not going to ruin the camaraderie and the, the, the chemistry in there to bring in Terrence score. That's my opinion. Well, right now, Hap is uh, no field, no hit. Right now, he's struggling. There's yeah. absolutely no bout. And the problem is to come off the bench and not be able to mm. make contact yeah. really drops your value. At least Lestella might get your ground ball. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, because most of the time he makes contact. I don't disagree with you. Hal's uh, got to find his game this month, no hey, doubt. Jesse, great job. And uh, we shoehorned you in. No one wanted you today except me and Frank. <laughs> and that's the listeners as well, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Jesse Rogers, great job, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. See you guys. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Murph and Fred back in a flash vote now. We'll get back on the Bears beat. Sylvie's checking in. Dan Shaka, our lads. Bears buzz next. Vote at ESPN 1000. Bye, Bears. How you doing? Finally drying out a little downtown. Thank God. Man, oh, man, it was awful out. First day of September, meteorological fall begins today. Regular fall, what, September 21st. But it's Bears season today. Uh, one minute away from more Bears talk. And that'll be uh, Sylvie is going to uh, uh, join us. Mark Silverman, uh, Waddle and Sylvie. And then, uh, oh, I love that. Dan Shonka from our lads. Yep. No one knows uh, football more than uh, NFL football and college than Dan Shonka. Uh, vote right now. We'll have the results when we return in the NFC North this year. The Bears will end the season in first place, second place, third place, fourth place. Back in a flash, vote right now at ESPN 1000. I like this song. Oh, I know why they're playing it. Bye, Bears. Return of the Mac. I thought we were clubbing. I wasn't sure about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Leonard Floyd's yeah. uh, hand as the club. Oh, yes, it is. One minute away from Mark Silverman. Uh, the story of the day, the story of the week, it's going to be. Bears reach agreement to trade for Khalil Mack. Uh, one of the top, if not the top, over the past five years, statistically, edge rushers, sackers, bring them on in. Uh, let's let's see what the fans are voting here. Now, Felix the Cat, you wrote this one up uh, a few hours ago. I know the numbers are through the roof coming in here. The question is, vote at ESPN 1000. Uh, this year, the NFC North, the Bears will end the season First place, second place, third place, or fourth place. Uh, we wouldn't have done this a few days ago and expected anything other than fourth place. Dare I ask, Felix, what the fans say? You're gonna bring bring us from the bottom up if you want. All righty. So in the NFC North, the Bears will end the season at mm -hmm. at nine percent. We're in fourth place. Okay, so we're out of the cellar. We're out of the cellar. Yeah. No doubt about Woo! it. We're out of fourth. Twenty-five percent, third place. Okay. Okay. We're out of not bad at all. We're out of third place, the second division, as they used to say years ago. Okay. 32% says first. 
And 34% say second. 66% of the Bears, two-thirds of ESPN 1000 listeners, two-thirds say the Bears in first or second place. I don't know. Let's see what Mark Silverman has to say. Waddle and Sylvie, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6, on your ride home all afternoon. Let's bring in Mark Silverman. I call him Mark. I don't know him well enough to say Sylvie, but then no one would know who the hell I'm talking about. Hey, Sylvie. Murph, Freddie. <laughs> Going on, Sylvie. Sylvie, hey, the fans have been jacked up deluxe. We had your partner, Tom Waddle, on earlier today, uh, the Waddle and Sylvie show. When when did you find the news? You woke up, you heard about it, you thought you were still sleeping and dreaming. What happened? Yeah, it was one of those mornings that, Murph, you wanted to sleep in. It was uh, heavy rain. But I had a t-ball game for my four-year-old to go to at nine, so... I was hoping to get the cancellation text around 7.30, so I was kind of awake, perusing the phone. And the first person to tell me about it was uh, Merck, was uh, Randy Merkin, our uh, executive producer at the station. He just wrote a holy blank or something like that. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, because I remember going to bed, reading about Ian Rappaport saying that in the next 24 hours... It looks like it's very possible now that Khalil Mack will be traded. And then a buddy from high school texted me the link with Shefty saying that it's the Bears. And, I mean, it was incredible. I was hoping to get a T-ball rain out to sleep in. And then I got the news about Khalil Mack. And uh, I could not go to sleep after that because I was so jacked up. Because huh. I'm a go-for a guy, you know. Whenever you have a chance to go for something like this, an established player, I know it's a heavy freight. But I like when you go two feet first and, and jump right in. You say you're a gopher guy, but did you think that Pace and this Bears regime would do this and make this kind of effort? I think if anyone's going to do it, it's Ryan Pace, Freddie. I think he's either going to go down in history as the, the guy with the biggest marbles as a general manager in Chicago sports or the dumbest. I mean, right? I mean, you know, he traded up for Leonard Floyd. He traded up one pick. Gave up a lot of draft equity for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, the holdout with Roquan Smith. When he wants his guy, he usually goes out and he gets him. The difference between Khalil Mack and those other guys are, is those other guys aren't established. Right. I mean, you're paying a lot to move up one spot when you maybe didn't have to move up. Plus, even if you didn't get Mitchell Trubisky at number three, or, or say Mitchell Trubisky went number two, Fred, say your Niners or, or Cleveland would have traded up, you still could have had Deshaun Watson or uh, Pat Mahomes or someone like that. Right. Here you are getting a true superstar who is entering the prime of his career. He's 27 years old. So if I told you next year with the first pick in the draft, you could get a player who's going to have the same career as Khalil Mack, you'd be like, oh, my God, so worth it. And now you hope the Bears are picking 20th overall, and they won't have an opportunity to take a guy like that. So to me, trading two picks that's around 20 or 22 is uh, something that's worth the opportunity. Mark Silverman, check out Waddle and Sylvie Monday through Friday. Miss Little Miss a lot, two until six. Uh, last thing, uh, uh, Mark, uh, we were talking earlier with Jesse, and 
We talked about it, and you're the, a great Cub fan, of course, how when John Lester was signed at Clark and Addison, Tom Ricketts got the checkbook out, Theo stepped out, and it really branded and changed everything as far as their outlook for the future and the way the other 29 baseball teams looked at them. They got John Lester, and they finished in fifth place. They're going out for John Lester. They've been in last place every year for four years. It's very comparable to what the Bears are doing right here, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, when, Murph, when, when the Cubs went out and they signed John Lester, it was so big both for their roster and production-wise and also for the mentality of what Theo was trying to, to set up here because it signified, hey, we're here and now we're ready to make some noise. And none of us, even the most optimistic Cub fans, even a guy like Cap, no one could have predicted that in 2015 they would have been where they were, where they would beat Pittsburgh and then they'd eliminate the Cardinals in the NLDS. But to me, Murph, it's why I will always say that John Lester, and I know you're an old school Cub fan, and I know there are a lot of other, other guys, but to me the John Lester signing is the best free agent signing yeah. uh, in Cubs history. So. You know, you hope Khalil Mack's going to do that. You've got to give up more here with two first-round picks. But, again, mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. And now when Green Bay lines up against the Bears uh, a week from Sunday night, you know, they have to game plan, and we'll see what kind of shape both Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith are in. But you have two guys now on that defense who are playmakers that the Bears did not have on a top-ten defense already who can be really – uh, guys who are solidifying that defense for the next five to seven years. So when, when, when offensive coordinators look at the Bears' defense, you have to circle Mack, always know where he is, and hopefully Roquan Smith is going to be that same type of guy. Yeah, our question earlier today that we threw out there is with Mack, the Bears will win how many more games this season from what you thought they'd win yesterday? What would you say? One, two, three, four, how many more? It's so it's so hard to quantify one player like that, Fred. But, I mean, if you have a guy who could sack the quarterback in the fourth quarter or pressure the quarterback and have him throw an interception and it takes pressure off of Leonard Floyd to be the number one pass rusher, now maybe Leonard Floyd becomes a better player uh, because he's opposite of Khalil Mack. So I think it affects everything. So to answer your question, I'll say at least a game. But like the key to all this is, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it, I'm sure Waddle mentioned it, Abdallah's been tweeting about it, the key to all of this still is Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky has to be not good, but very good at least. So if Ryan Pace got Mitch Trubisky right, and then he went out and gets Khalil Mack on top of that, we'll be throwing a parade for Ryan Pace at some point in this city. And I've been a skeptic with Ryan Pace. Believe me, I've not been one of these over-the-top supporters of Ryan Pace. But if he hits with Trubisky, and that's first and foremost, then everything now falls into place. Uh, let's just hope it's John Lester and not uh, Milton Bradley or Edwin Jackson, yeah. okay? <laughs> or Brian Cox, right? I mean, what, 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 did, is Khalil Mack going to wear 52? Is it's that what he's going to wear? Do well, we not? It's, open, uh, it's open on the roster right now, so his famous 52, no one has it, so I'm sure he's got it. Mark, great job. Thanks for jumping in on your day off, Waddle and Sylvie. Toodle six. See ya, Mark. Boys, love you guys. We'll be listening on my way to breakfast now. Cool. Sounds good, Sylvie. All right. Bye-bye. We're one minute away from more Bears talk with uh, Dan Schunk over at Our Lads Can't Wait. But 
Uh, this just came down the line a little while ago from ESPN. Uh, uh, Shefty, Adam, uh, Adam uh, Schefter, Schefter uh, yep. has a, uh, a little bit to say about the uh, Bears acquisition. Let's uh, let it roll. Shefty? So this is from SportsCenter this morning. Good morning. This is a discussion that went on through the night, but there were teams around the league that felt like the Raiders had a deal in place, and in fact, they do. They have a deal in place with the Chicago Bears. We do not know the compensation yet, but it'll be steep because there were so many teams that were so interested in Khalil Mack as a pass rusher. Again, they've got to finalize the agreement with the Raiders, get a new deal done with Khalil Mack. There are still some obstacles to get through, but as of right now, the Raiders are planning to trade Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears in a move that will bolster the Bears' pass rush, and the Bears could afford to pay Mack because they pay the young quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky. But if everything works out today, Mack is on his way to Chicago. Adam, why couldn't the Raiders hold on to Mack? It's a great question. Look, they paid a lot of different players during the offseason, and I think the relationship there, Khalil Mack made it very difficult on the Raiders in the fact that he did not report to any activities, did not have any contact with John Gruden, and the Oakland Raiders did not want to go ahead and pay a guy that they basically could not establish a relationship with. There was not an ongoing dialogue, not open lines of communication. We saw a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. show up and go through deals. Aaron Donald was talking to his head coach regularly. There was no contact here between the two sides. Somewhere along the way, the relationship went cold, and the Raiders figured that with all these teams interested in Khalil Mack, with teams making offers, and they had multiple offers from multiple teams to choose from, that they were best off taking this offer from the Chicago Bears. That's Adam Schefter, Shifty at ESPN.com. Check that out. And let's go now. Ourlads.com. We always talk to Dan Shonk of Fred, and everyone knows Dan from around draft time. They do a great job with their uh, college scouting. But Dan Shonka, also longtime pro scout uh, with the uh, three NFL teams back in the days, and uh, both pro scout Fred, college scout, but he knows the game as well as anybody. It was nice for Dan to say, yeah, I'll pick up the phone and call in Murph and Fred on this busy Bears Saturday. Good morning, Dan Shonka. Good morning, guys. How you doing, my friend? Long time no talk. Were you surprised? Before we break it down here, Dan, uh, were you surprised? You knew there were rumblings out there that there was, you know, trade talk, dissatisfaction in Oakland. But the Bears name, I hadn't seen it pop up much anywhere. What were your early thoughts in general? No, you know, I was surprised that the Bears got in the mix, but... To be honest with you, you know, once all the smoke clears, you think that, hey, look at that division. First of all, you don't have any great left tackles. And the other thing is, you got a ton of quarterbacks you got to get to, including the one up north there that uh, <laughs> is the richest guy in pro football right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got to get after those quarterbacks. And, uh, and if you don't have any blockers up in front, which none of those teams, uh, you know, scare you to death with their left tackles. So, uh, bringing Mack in made a lot of sense. Dan, the uh, old adage uh, used to be, you know, pressure to quarterback. Uh, uh, times change a little. You've been following the NFL for so many years. Is it still true that the most important in your mind, 
Is it still true the most important player on the team is the quarterback, but the next most important player, is it still the edge rushman, you know, the outside, be it, be it a 4-3 defensive end or the 3-4 outside linebacker? Would you still say that that might be the second key to winning, the uh, edge rusher? Yeah, I tell you, you know, there's four, four uh, I guess you'd say, franchise players that you'd want on your team. You know, obviously your quarterback's got to be your number one guy, and then you got to have a pass rusher, and you got to have a corner, and you got to have a left tackle. So the left tackle's got to be the guy to block your pass rusher, and uh, the corner's got to be able to uh, shut down those receivers that um, those real good quarterbacks throw to. So, um, but you know, you'd probably rank it uh, Murph as uh, you know one quarterback, two pass rusher, and then uh, three left tackle and corner. This is a guy in Khalil Mack who not only can play in the 3-4, but also the 4-3. Now, the Raiders were playing a 4-3, right? Yep. And then the they Bears? Were, they were multiple, yeah. They, okay. You know, I mean, here's a, this guy. I mean, you're getting a guy in Chicago that was all pro at two positions. I right. mean, for heaven's sake, you know, he's going to go. You stick him anywhere. But anyway, so he, he'll fit in the 3-4. He, in, in fact, in fairness, you know, teams will put a base defense out there. Well, the Bears are a three-four base defense, and you know, but here's what that's what they line up in. But they're going to line up with four guys across the front, probably, you know, uh, forty to fifty percent of the time. So, you know, I mean, they're really always multiple uh, defenses. You start out with their base uh, guys, but then it, it, you know, once the game starts, then boom, you know, it's, it's the total package. They got eight. Hey, some guy times two time guys out there. They'll have six or seven defensive backs. I mean, so anyway, uh, Mac's going to fit in fine in that defensive package. You know, Dan, you know this. Uh, amongst anything, the most important part about any player in the National Football League is being available. And you look at it, and Khalil Mack's been in the league for four years. He's played each and every single game. This Bears team has had more downtime, more injury time over the last three years than any team in the NFL. This is a huge step to bring a guy in that's going to be there each and every snap whenever they need him. Absolutely. Excuse me. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, and here's the other thing. Some of those other guys get well a lot quicker when they got a guy like Mac around and <laughs> holds them accountable. You know what I mean? So sure. uh, he brings in a lot of leadership. He brings in that durability factor, his work ethic, and uh, all that interjects uh, things. Uh, you know, in that uh, Bear defense, which hey, they got a good start now. You know, with uh, Floyd, I know he was nicked up, but you know, you bring in those other guys, Hicks and. You know, and things, and so there's there's a, a, an excellent group. Eddie Jackson in the back end, you know, yep. and uh, so hey, there, uh, Danny Trevathan, uh, who who I really liked out of Kentucky when he came out. So there's, a, you know, I like hey, I like Sam Acho does some good things. Uh, so you know, you bring in a guy like uh, Mac, then you know it, everything ties in together. Final thing with Dan Schunk, but first, Dan, OurLads.com. What's going on at Our Lads these days The fans can check out? You know, I'll tell you, it's really big this weekend because we'll be processing over 1,300 uh, transactions with all the cuts and the practice squads that be picked and all that stuff, and that goes on today and tomorrow and, and what have you. But, you know, we're really busy there. And, of course, the college depth charts uh, – with all the college games, big kickoff weekend is uh, this weekend. And uh, 
So we got the fans can go to our our pro depth charts and our college depth charts on their phones or on any any digital platform and, hey, punch up the Bears. Now, we don't have Mac up there yet because we don't put anything up until we get uh, official uh, notification from the league, uh, despite, you know, everybody in the world out there is, you know, Matt knows Mac's going, but uh, he'll be up there tonight when the transactions come through. Uh, rapid fire here, Dan, real quick. Let's go back to draft day. Bears fans, we still haven't seen Roquan Smith. I saw him on the sideline. He looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us again off the top of your head, which everything you do is uh, you have a, a memory like a computer. What are we expecting, and why did the Bears again tell us why uh, Why was Roquan Smith uh, first uh, round uh, pick eight? I tell you, a tremendous athlete, a guy that can go sideline to sideline. He's an explosive player, uh, and um, he, he's a, a player, and he's a good leader. And uh, so he's a guy that, um, again, uh, it was uh, very well thought of. With his, I mean, he was a dominant player in the SEC, and uh, once he gets in that bare defense, I think that uh, you're going to see another outstanding, you know, with, with Trevathan and then Floyd and that group uh, up there like we talked about earlier. So, uh, but but Smith is uh, very worthy of that pick for the uh, in that first round. Is uh, with Khalil Mack coming over? Can you tell me? Give me one guy, the the one guy who's going to be better because Khalil Mack is there. Is it going to be Akeem Hicks? Is it going to be Prince Mukamara? Is it going to be uh, um, uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, Roquan Smith? Who's the one guy that benefits the most from a guy like Khalil Mack joining the defense? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think. Uh, Really, I'm going to make it a plaid answer, and that's that whole defense uh, because all those guys will elevate their game. And and I'll tell you, it's going to help the back end, uh, Prince uh, Mukimura and uh, Fuller, you know, and Jackson right. and Amos, and it's going to help all those guys because of the pass rush, you know. So yeah, it's going to help that whole defense out. And uh, I think with the intensity that uh, Mac brings, it's going to elevate that whole defense. On draft day, the Bears, second round, pick 39, James Daniels out of Iowa. Young kid, only 20 years old, six foot three, 306. And not sure yet if the Bears are uh, looking at him at the guard or the center position. They're mum on that. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot to learn. Why did the Bears take James Daniels, their second pick in the uh, overall? Well, I think what, what they need is competition in that uh, offensive line and and Daniels has got the talent now to uh, uh, go in and start. So, you know, we saw some uh, in the preseason and getting a look at him. And uh, I think, you know, if he's going to compete at that left guard spot, he played at center at Iowa. But I think that with uh, Whitehair there, they're probably happy to leave him there to make the call and stuff. And then Daniels getting work at guard would probably be uh, the best thing, you know, and, and, and competing with uh, Eric Cush for that spot. And uh, but Daniel's a very talented guy, and he, he's gonna. That was a, a very worthy pick. A lot of people in the league really liked him. And the uh, final thing, Dan Shaka, also in the second round, uh, remind us about your scouting thoughts on Anthony Miller, wide receiver out of Memphis. We've seen him a little bit, but again, you know that the Bears held back all their uh, starters, their regulars, uh, uh, game uh, next to last game, and of course the final game. But we've seen a little bit of the wiggle out there in the hands. Anthony Miller, wide receiver from Memphis. Yeah, excellent route runner and uh, hands. 
a guy that uh, I, I've been actually on different fantasy football things. I said, you got to keep an eye on that guy, you know. And uh, uh, But uh, an excellent route runner, uh, tough kid, self, I mean, uh, self-made guy. You know, he wasn't super highly recruited, went in there as a walk-on and, and things at uh, Memphis, and um, he got better and better every year. And uh, he's, he's a guy that, um, like I said, uh, once he gets on that field and gets incorporated, I think he'll be an excellent slot guy. Uh, he can also play on the outside, but um, he tracks that ball really well, and he's got excellent hands. So I think that, uh, you know, that, that was a, another need position for, uh, you know, when you get a guy like Trubisky, you got to have some weapons. And, and Anthony Miller is one of those weapons, as is, hey, the fans have seen a seventh-round choice. Javon Wims, which I don't yes. know why he lasted that long. Yes. He's a big-timer, too. Our lads, that's O-U-R-L-A-D-S, just like it sounds, ourlads.com. Dan, thanks so much. Impromptu jumping on on a busy Saturday. All your fans love to hear you. And uh, get back to work now. There's a lot of cuts coming through, and we can find it all at your site. Absolutely. Thanks a million, guys. Great being with you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Great to be with you. Wow. Yeah, slowly but surely today, some of the uh, cuts are coming through for the Bears. Tanner Gentry is going to get released. Good old number 19. Doran Grant, uh, the defensive back who what, had an minute. interception, ran for a touchdown the other day, right? Well, he had a pick and he also had a pass interference Thursday night. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so, and then okay. a couple other guys, slowly but surely, and they'll all be released at 3 o'clock, and then they'll have practice squads and everything else that'll be listed in the next couple of days. So, uh, a lot to do. Also, don't forget. There is college college football today, and we got a big college football show coming up. Jay Hood, along with Chris Black, Adam Abdallah, they are up at the Four Winds Casino. They are getting on here this afternoon, breaking it down for you in college football before the Notre Dame-Michigan game. So all kinds of good college football coverage later on this afternoon with those three guys. There was one Bears player's name that Dan Shanka brought up two or three times, and it worries me because he was in a couple early unconfirmed rumors if the Bears were throwing in a player along with the two number ones in the big trade, so we'll cover that. Also, uh, Brad Biggs, according to him, he says the Bears have informed cornerback Cravon LeBlanc he will be waived. Okay. That surprised me a little bit, actually. I saw Biggs. He's made mistakes here and there, but you know what? He's a guy that's actually shown some things. He can't catch a punt in front inside the five. I'm sorry, he can't. He does yeah. it real well. He did it twice in one of the preseason games. That was up your can. Oh, but I thought defensively, I I didn't think he was all that bad, but uh, Cravon LeBlanc, another guy that reportedly going to be waived by the Bears. Saw Biggs at a Cubs game the other day. Good to see Brad. Tell you what, uh, the last 30 minutes, Murph and Fred, 9 till noon. Let's go guest free. Your chance now, if you had a busy signal earlier, dial in. We'll get you right on. 312-332-3776. What are your thoughts on the Khalil Mack uh, trade? How happy are you? Were you surprised that the Bears opened up the checkbook? Did I'll they... be happier when both him and Roquan Smith are on the field. Did they give too much up with the uh, two number ones and uh, maybe uh, another player still to be named? Cub fans, Chris Bryant should be in the starting lineup today. What do you expect from him? Is his power gone now with the uh, you know new swing with the tear, probably a tear in the left shoulder, two hands on? And White Sox fans, the starting rotation starting to really fall into place. How excited are you? Busy 30 minutes coming up. Dial quickly. We'll get you in. We'll get you out. 312 
332-3776. Murph and Fred back in the flash, ESPN 1000. Big Bears Day. And we peppered in some Cubs and Sox talk also. Would have been a lot of Sox talk, Fred. They, you go on vacation, they start playing well. They All of a sudden, the starting rotation's on fire. And we got Bears all day. Yep, Bears all day. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Cubs are uh, in Philly. They're continuing this road trip, a big, long 10-game road trip. Uh, game three tonight as they take on Philadelphia. The White Sox, they get Carlos Rodon going after for the second straight home appearance from Michael Kopech. The rains came. Kopech yeah. was limited to three <laughs> innings. Uh, gave up just one hit. It was a rain delay of two hours and nine minutes. Way too long for him to go back out on the hill. And uh, Dylan Covey actually came in and pitched well. The White Sox playing well against good teams. They beat the Yankees in New York two out of three. And now they've uh, split the first two with Boston. So we'll see how they do in the next two games. Rodon on the hill tonight. Sox future looking closer every day. Two, three mentions. Dan Schonka. We'll get right to the phones. If you're on hold, we'll get you right on. Three mentions about, oh, I really like this signing, and uh, Camille Mackey's going to team up nice with Danny Trevathan. Now, there were just some unconfirmed names thrown in by people. Who knows? But one was that the Bears are going to also throw in a player. Uh, so the trade, it, this is weird. It's All reports are it's a quote-unquote done deal agreement. But we haven't heard yet exactly what the deal is. Uh-huh. It appears to be this coming year number one and the next coming year number one. And maybe a player thrown in, and Danny Trevathan, the inside a linebacker uh, who's back there now in the middle of the three four with Roquan Smith. So that means uh, he'd be matched up right alongside uh, Floyd, and now a uh, Mac. Boy, I would hate to see Trevathan in the move, but you got to yeah, give we, up. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. No. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we'll but three times Shanka mentioned it. That's what yeah. <laughs> drove it home. Uh, let's get to the phone lines, see what the fans are saying about the big, big, maybe the biggest move in franchise history by the Bears. I don't know, that draft of Butkus and Sayers was good, but they didn't, uh, they yeah. didn't those two didn't pan out too well. No, yeah. I guess I was differentiating the from a straight know, draft. But no, you're exactly right. Yeah, now, well, the trades don't happen all that much in the NFL. It's not a league where there's a lot of trades. They've given up number one, two number ones, it appears twice, right? Yeah, it doesn't happen very the often. Jay Cutler. Two or even one number one. And um, then Rick Meyer. Yeah, Rick Meyer and Jay Cutler. So now they're doing it for Khalil Mack, somebody on the defensive side. And, uh, they need a defense. Right now, the happiest guy in town is no doubt probably Vic Fangio, getting another guy, another toy to play with. I thought... Jay Cutler was two ones and Kyle Orton, or was it just one? It was two and Orton. Yeah, two yeah. ones and Orton, right? right? Yep. Orton had a good little, you know, nice little career. I, I, Not I, I liked Orton. He was no, fine. no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's go to a Steve in Harwood Heights. Hey, Steve, Murph and Fred, you're on the air. Hey, Steve, go. Hey, Fred. Hey, Murph, how you doing this morning? Good, Steve. Good, thanks. Ter- terrific. Look, real quick question. Me and a buddy have been arguing all week at work for the uh, for the triple play where the defense doesn't touch the ball and it starts with the infield fly, isn't that automatically a dead ball and the play's thank, over? Thank you, Steve. I'll have to muddle through that later. Uh, you wanted to talk about the trade or no? No, I love the trade. I think they're going to profit, you know, a game, game and a half, maybe even two. I'm really looking forward to seeing them play. Nicely done, Steve. Thanks a lot. 
Yes, you can hit into a triple play without any defensive person touching the ball. But we're not going to go through that right now. Okay, That's good. a couple beers out in the bleachers. We go over that one. But, yes, it can happen. Three three two three seven seven six. Mitchell's in Des Plaines. Hey, Mitchell. Yeah, this is probably one of the best trades, like you said, in the last 10 years. I think they needed to find somebody to get this defense going. They made some nice changes offseason, but it's going to be worth the price of a mission, okay? Because our offense with Trubisky, I wish we had Kyle Orton. So at least they got this one right, okay? If the Bears could be a <laughs> uh, defensive threat, and keep this in mind, guys, we've been uh, last in our division for the last four or five years. So, you know, the Vikings, you get a healthy Aaron Rodgers. You've got, um, you've got a brand-new uh, defensive brilliant coach in, in Detroit. So my whole point is you need to have a defense because your offense, you don't know what it's going to be like. Trubisky is not ready, okay? So let's stop playing games here. But this trade is right. This trade is going to make a big difference. It's going to keep the Bears on what I call the, uh, the mainframe of being relevant. And the best thing is that you have a veteran, a middle linebacker that's really angry, okay? And that's exactly what we need to get. We need to get back to that type of Chicago defense that we kind of missed over the last seven or eight years. All right, good call. Yeah, a, lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying, look, uh, Brian Urlacher went into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, you got to wait five years until, uh, you know, once you retire from the NFL to get into the Hall of Fame. That The Bears linebackers haven't been good enough since those five years when Brian Urlacher was there. Uh, so now they're getting, uh, you know, putting some linebackers together with Leonard Floyd and Roquan Smith. And if you want to consider, um, you know, Khalil Mack, an outside linebacker, along with Danny Trevathan, if in fact he's still going to be here. So, uh, yeah, they're putting together one heck of a defense. Now the offense has to step up, and I know both Sylvie and uh, Waddle, who we had both of them on today, they both said the same thing. Now it's time for uh, Mitchell Trubisky to step up, and this is on Trubisky and on Matt uh, Nagy to make sure that this offense is an offense that can run, and uh, they can run it in uh, in in the um, you know National Football League. Three three two three seven seven six. Let's uh, pretend for a minute that this morning. You're the uh, general manager, Fred Hubner, of uh, Detroit, uh, Minnesota, or, and or, or Green Bay, all uh-huh. right? So, did they wake up this morning and go, oh, well, that's okay, we're still going to control this division? Did they say, well, this might be, you know, make it a little tougher? Or, and I guess this would be the key, did the other teams in the division say... Oh, man. All of a sudden now, we got to worry about this team. It's not going to be we're going to go to put down two WW on their right. sports talk radio. Bear W, uh, Bears are a W. Do you think these are the three teams? How do you think they react? No, How would I you have reacted? I, if I'm one of them, I, I figure that they're... Uh concerned right now because this defense just became a whole lot better mm-hmm. the defense was pretty good last year uh 10th in points allowed and uh you know eighth in uh defense uh passing defense i think it was and also seventh in sacks now you get uh, a guy that's had triple digits or double digit triple digit sacks would be nice uh double digit sacks three years in a row and he's definitely going to make this defense better so uh, i think everybody in the in the division i'm not i'm not saying they're shaking in their boots right but they know that this bears team is going to be more of a challenge now with khalil Mack than it was before you know three of our experts today 
uh, Miss Little Miss Love. We had Tommy Waddle uh, on in the 9 o'clock hour, Yurko in the 10 o'clock hour, Dan Shaka was just with us. All three mentioned the double team. Uh, the two, they put two hats on right. them, I think was, uh, was that uh, Waddle's expression? Yeah. Uh, double team, which means, you know, I can count. All of a sudden now, you got one guy that's maybe unaccounted for, or you're not, they're not going to double team one of our not lesser players, but more average right. guys. Now you're going to have everybody just one on one instead of that double team popping up where you don't know where it's going to pop up. That's got to be huge in general, yeah. synergistically for the for the whole defense, Fred. Yeah, and I think the guy playing next to him, if if uh, Jonathan Bullard, he's a guy that's going to benefit too, and Bullard can make uh, Khalil Mack better, and Mack can make Khalil, uh, Bullard better. So I can't wait till. To see how these guys work on the off or the defensive line. Let's go next south suburbs. What every dentist says, floss more. Hey Barry, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm young and handsome, my friend. How are you? Okay, well, hey, I'm Barry. not, but uh, I'll take your word for it that you are. <laughs> hey, listen, I was just I woke up this morning and I saw somebody put on Facebook that we got Khalil Mack, and I drafted the Bears defense with my next to last pick on my fantasy team, and everybody was laughing at me because I have the Bears defense and the Browns defense, and I think I might have two top ten defenses in my league. Man, this is going to be freaking great. I can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, and you just uh, one week from tomorrow for the Bears. Hey, Barry, great comments. The yeah. phone lines are jumping. Final thought, or was that it, my friend? Go ahead. Uh, well, you, you know what? Here, here's what I say, man. As long as Trubisky can manage the game like some of the previous quarterbacks and, and doesn't make a lot of turnovers – I can actually see this team going a long way. This defense is very scary because we have safeties now, we have good corners, we have rushers, and we have interior linemen. I don't see a weakness on this defense. And when you don't have a weakness, that means you can go into attack mode. And when you go into attack mode, you get turnovers and you get a short field. So I'm really looking forward to the season, man. You guys have a great weekend. Bear down. Thanks, Bear Down, Barry. Thanks, Barry. There's Bear, another Barry an, down. another release uh, player wave. This one a little bit of a surprise. A guy that's been out there yeah. running around making a lot of tackles, John Timu, uh, yeah. reportedly being waived by the Chicago Bears. Somebody will pick this guy up because oh, yeah. he'll be a backup linebacker somewhere, a special teams guy, and also a guy that can step in and uh, do a pretty good job when needed. See, that's interesting. And here's a guy that can play, like you said, he can uh, plays different positions, yeah. linebacker positions, been with the team. Knows the defense, doesn't hurt you. He's not outstanding, but he never hurts. He's never no, in the wrong spot. You know spot. what he is. Yeah. But, but that points out that to be able to not carry a guy like that should mean that you're stronger. You got guys right. better than him, or they project guys who will be better than him because he was a real good to have extra man for the injury or two or that you're going to have. Let's go next to uh, Jim Dyer, Indiana. Jim's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jim. Murph, Freddie, my guy. What's up, guys? Let me just tell you, I love the trade. Uh, it was, I think it was a sign. Last night, I was watching the movie Draft Day with the great Kevin Costner. I know you guys know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Monte Mack. He plays just like Khalil Mack. I guarantee Ryan, Pass, Ryan Pace, he had the sticker on his note, or his uh, notepad. Mac, no matter what, no matter what, <laughs> Mac, and he went for it. Sonny Weaver Jr., you are Ryan Pace. 
Thank you, guys. Doing good work, Murph. <laughs> thanks, thanks Jim. Bruno, yeah, thanks, buddy. I'm surprised, actually. That was Jim. I, I'm surprised, oh, actually. Jim, I'm the Bruno yeah. next. I'm sorry for I'm you. surprised, actually, the captain mentioned it because Draft Day is one of his favorite movies. And, uh, yeah, Vontae Mack is the guy in the movie that uh, they said whatever whatever happens is Vontae Mack. Now, Khalil Mack, a member of the Bears, as soon as this thing gets finalized. I love that movie. Yeah, I liked it, too. I thought it, it was great. It helped that Jennifer Garner was in it. <laughs> I liked it even more. No comment, yes. Let's go to... Well, she's got a new movie coming out called Peppermint, September 7th. I'll be in line watching Incense that Incense and Peppermint, The Color of Time. Let's go to uh, Mike in Lindenhurst. Michael! Freddie Murph, love you guys. Okay, hear me out and give me your opinion. I listened to Sylvie earlier, and you asked him the question, do you think the Bears are going to be a little better? How many games are they going to pick up? And let me just let me just show you my idea here. Not only do I not think the Bears are going to be a one-game or better pickup, I think the Bears are going to be even or a negative one or two games, and here's why. I love, I love picking up Khalil Mack tremendous. He hasn't played for the Bears, and putting him on the team, how long is it going to take for him to get used to? Okay, then you got Rokon Smith. He's coming off of an injury. When is he going to be acclimated to the team? And then finally, Leonard Floyd. He's only eight months into an ACL tier. Is he going to stay healthy? And my bottom and final word is the Bears starters haven't even played in the last two games or so. So putting all this together, the team has no cohesiveness. It was a big mistake not to play these guys, the starters, and I think we're going to go 0-3 or 1-2 at best in the first three games. What is your opinion on that? Well, you are uh, one of the uh, eight percenters we asked earlier. We had a Twitter poll, Mike, and that's fine because I'm usually like out of step like I'm the one percenter. So uh, 92% said they love the trade. 8% said they did not. So, Mike, you're an eight percenter, and that's fine. Call again. Appreciate your input. Yeah, I don't necessarily see them going 0-3 to start the season. They're at Green Bay, then they're home on a Monday night against Seattle. Seattle's a rebuild team. Uh, granted, they still have their quarterback, and they, their defense is not what it used to be. And then they go to Arizona. Arizona's another team that's uh, rebuilding. So uh, I don't see an 0-3 start. If they fall to 0-3 and then go to Tampa before their bye week, that'd be a bad way to start the season. I don't I don't think there's any possible way they can go 0-3 starting this Is Tampa start here or at home? Tampa's here. I mean, here. Tampa's okay. Yeah. I thought you said go to Tampa. That's the only reason I am. No, uh, yeah. Tampa for the fourth game. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bruno is in Oak Lawn. Bruno! Hey, guys! Wow! I tell you, that was a hell of a pickup. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited since 1985, right before the 85 season. My friends and I are getting together for the Green Bay game, 48-ounce uh, T-Bones. Man, this is going to be a, a knockdown year. I think they're going to win. They're going to be 12 and. 12 and 4. You heard it from Bruno from Oakland. 12 and 4, buddy. That's a long way to go, Bruno. We hey, appreciate the Hey, call. Bruno, don't get caught by those long trains on 95th Street, okay? Okay, I won't. I won't. <laughs> Thanks, Bruno. And uh, before 12 we take wins it, is a little bit of a jump. Kevin is in Orland Park. I've been out that way. Hello, Kevin. Guys, this is a great day. Best day in the history of my family. My brother's getting married in a few hours, and the Bears got Khalil Mack. It makes them a 10-win team, and Trubisky doesn't have to be the best quarterback in any game because the defense will keep him in it. What Fred just you said, put, 10 wins is too high to go. I said go. 12 is too high. Oh, I'm sorry. 10's not that 12, 12, is, 12 is pretty high. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it if we get it. Yeah. But I think, it's, you know, when we play the Seahawks, you got to play Wilson. 
But Trubisky just has to keep him in the game, and we can close games on defense if we stay close. Hey, Kevin, have a great uh, Enjoy the wedding. Uh, thanks for checking in. Talk to you more leisurely next time. Murph and Fred back in a flash. Trying to get some final callers in on a busy Bears Saturday. It's ESPN 1000. that neighborhood gem of a restaurant you know the place cozy atmosphere impeccable menu not an easy find well here's some advice go with experience vincitori a perfect time to go italian cuisine served in a casual trattoria setting in the heart of westmont illinois uh vincitori's menu features exquisite pasta seafood steaks chops salads all freshly prepared daily featuring owner and Chef Bob's individual style. I say it all the time, the grilled calamari to die for. You head over to Vincitori tonight, feasting some incredible Italian dishes paired with tantalizing wine for reservations, info, and salivating photos. Head to Vincitori, that's V-I-N-C-I-T-O-R-I dot com. Do it now. And let's take a quick look to wrap up a three-hour Bears Fest. Felix the Cat, come on in. What the fans say on our three Twitter polls? Let's go back to our number one very simple yes or no do you like the trade for the bears what they end up saying they said 94 percent say yes six percent say no who are those six well we've had a few callers bears fans that were not in agreement next with khalil mack the bears will now win how many more games than you thought they would win this time yesterday one two three or four these were interesting numbers earlier in the show but they may have changed what say they all right the lowest is at 12 percent, and that's one game we have 26 percent four or more 29 percent three and 33 percent is in the lead and that's two two games they think very interesting that's what i was thinking some fans said four more we don't know how many they had in mind to win. Right, they might, might have had none. <laughs> they might have had eight. Might have been zero. <laughs> might now be 12. Yeah. And our final was uh, in the NFC North this year. The Bears will finish the season in first place, second place, third place, fourth place. What did we have? At 9%, it's fourth place. I At 25%, it. third place. I love it. At 32%, first place. Uh-huh. And 34% second place. So they think they'll end at the top two. 66%. Two-thirds of them. One-third of the Bears vote, or the fans voting, say Bears in first. Roughly one-third say Bears in second. Yep. Uh, You know what? Good for the Bears. Good for the fans. Why not? To be, if you can't be optimistic now, when the heck can you be? We'll see how optimistic they all are next week when we get back here, getting you ready for uh, week one of the NFL season for the Bears as they go up to Green Bay. Hope springs eternal. All right, want to thank, we had a big list of guests, and a lot of them, our station guys, took some personal time. Tom Waddle, thank you. Camper David Kaplan, thank you. Yurko. John Yurkovich, thank you. The little guy Jesse Rogers, Mark Silverman, Sylvie joined us, and Dan Shanka over at Our Lads. Well, thank they, you. They got nothing else to do on a holiday weekend. They get Monday <laughs> off. I'll be here. Set. I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here Monday. There's a lot more Bears talking right here. And want to thank Felix Reyes, all of his help as always. He'll be with me on Monday. We got nothing else to do on Labor Day. Felix the Cat, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Have a great three-day weekend. See you later, everybody.